1: of your planet is at We have to ask you to try to stay calm and it's important for everyone not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for loss. Oh, Listen, do you hear? It? It's getting closer. We have come to visit you in and with goodwill.
2: We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth.
3: We... You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good.
4: It's awesome, baby!
3: Yeah, Morris. What's happening? How you feeling tonight? Too sweet to be sour. Your microphone is wide open.
2: Yes, sir. I'm here.
3: Appreciate that. I had my microphone on mute, and I was wondering what was going on with your microphone.
2: <laughs> yeah, I had trouble getting through.
3: Oh but man. I- I well, you know, to... this is this is one of those this is one of those calls where you know everybody's gonna want to be on the line and hear two men like me and yourself talking about real life tantra
2: it's on and we got a heck of a show for him tonight believe me i've been meditating on it today and we're gonna do it
3: (laughs) i love how that sounds right there that may i mean the man sounds like he's on fire so i'm all with you big brother uh I was just what I was I was talking to a muted microphone saying that uh, last week we had came in and put a lot of information um, out to the people as far as the foundation of why we are here you know why we feel that it's necessary and important that we get down to the basis of Tantra and talking about the power and just you know all types of um, all types of juiciness that we went over last week and now you're telling me that it's even more Juicing this tonight. I'm ready to. I'm ready to ride around and get it. So, however you want to take off to them, let's go ahead and get it.
2: Yes, sir. I want to welcome all of you who are listening in tonight. And I would tell you again, as I told you last week, I'd recommend that you bookmark this because I don't know when anybody's going to uh, talk about this like this, like I'm doing. I'm. Um, I'm really trying to uh, set a foundation here for not only people who are teaching Tantra, but people who are, you know, just being introduced to it for the first time. And last week, we talked about something called the Tower of Tantra. And it's probably a new term. A lot of you have heard or read books about different subjects regarding Tantra and whatever. And I'm not trying to change those or alter those in any way. What I'm trying to do, what I'm what I'm doing here with this series called the Tower of Tantra is to give you an idea of how some of these systems look at the science behind it, how they come up with some of this stuff, and how some of the events that you see, some of the activities that you see, what allows it to be. So I'm going to take a... Take a few minutes here and just talk about how the information comes about, how I get the information. And I'm going to be very general, and some of you may want to take notes, because some of you may have, have done some of this in the past to some extent, and um, if you take notes and you apply this, and your kundalini is where it needs to be, some of you may be able to duplicate this,
3: and in fact,
2: that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that some of the people listening to this, that it will vibrate with them, that they will be in alignment with this, and that they will then add to what I'm presenting tonight, that they will then come back and help us complete these systems. Now, I've done a lot of work in bringing forth the science of Tantra. But there is a heck of a lot more to go. There are probably people, maybe even in this audience tonight, that have some parts of it that I don't have. That's good. And so I'm going to talk about a little bit about how this thing came into being, how we got this. Now, last week I talked about the Amarmar Project, that's when it started, and that indeed, in 1990, (coughs) excuse me, I began a seven-year odyssey of going to different shaman, um, medicine men, confos, priestesses, healers, midwives, and whatever, getting information from them, archiving it. And after a while, I begin to see things taking shape. I begin to see connections. I begin to see that some of this stuff was not just disconnected bits of information, but that it was part of a whole. Now, we should understand that Tantra has been in the past the province of the elite. It was not shared with the masses, and that is still the case today. We also should know that Tantra was a part of many rites of passage systems, that it was a part of how people who are chiefs, who are royalty, who are nobles, how they use this system to match man and woman together to make. A power couple we should know that Tantra was an intricate part of the mystery systems and the indoctrination into the mystery systems and in some groups and you know not often but often, sometimes it was also a part of the martial arts. One of the ways that I achieved this information was as using women to possess and these women would possess three, one of three different categories of things. They would possess an ancestor, and we would possess this ancestor because this ancestor, when it was alive on earth, had practiced Tantra. They would possess an elemental spirit. This elemental spirit had some knowledge of the DNA in the human being and how this operates in a Tantra format or it would possess another type of entity, which we call a deity or a sub-deity. And these sub-deities explain how their energy within the human spirit operates and what it does at the the most elementary, basic, primitive level. This is just one way that we get information. In other words, we set up a line of communication to spiritual entities. Now, you can also do this in a type of meditation where you go into a particular type of trance, in which case you shut down your left brain, you open up your right brain, or you don't really have to open it up, it's always open, but you shut down the left brain, the cognitive brain, and allow the right brain to sense, and you attune it to something, and then you allow the information to more or less come in it's a little bit more complicated than that, but that's the best way I can say it. When you receive information through the right brain, it doesn't come in like in words. It doesn't come in like um, uh, in a sequential, lineal manner. It comes in almost like all at once. And then you have to kind of try to decode that and put it into language and definitions of things that you can understand in the real world. So these are ways that we get information that are not... Um, standard, that are not traditional, that are not um, ordinary. That's not the the way most people learn. Of course, once you achieve or, or receive information this way, you have to vet it. You have to prove it. You have to make some concurrence. And this is the difficult part. Then you have to go back and find the books. And you have to go back and find the people that you talk to and then say, well, what about this? How does this jive with what you know? You have to talk about people who are actually doing it. And then after that, you've got to do it. You've got to do it. You've got to put it into motion and see if it actually works. Um, One of the ways that once you've achieved all of this and you've written it all down and you've got it, one of the things that I used to do is go into the dark, get a basin of water and a glass or impervious vessel approximately 13 to 16 inches wide, fill it with about four inches of water, and stare in it. The room has to be completely dark, and you should not be able to see anything in the room at all. After about 20 minutes, if you stare into that water, most of us who have some right brain ability, whose right brains are open, will begin to see things. So if you've already made contact with some spiritual entity or whatever, by staring into the water like this in the dark, it's just the nature of the water elemental, it will oftentimes allow you to see deeper into the thing that you've already gotten some insight on. It won't work so well unless you've already gotten some insight. You've already made contact with something in the spiritual realm. You've already got some information. That is the basis for you making this communication. Another thing that we can do is to uh, consult an oracle. In other words, there are many different oracle systems, the I Ching, the Meduna Tir oracle system that Ra'an Ephraim brought forward, called the Oracle of Tehuti. There are other types of oracles, I won't go into all of them right now, Sankofa with the cowrie shells, etc., etc., etc. So when you get information on Tantra, you can throw the cards or dudes or coins or whatever do your reading and when you get the answer you have to go into deep meditation beta state where you basically shut down you focus on one thing and then you stop focusing on anything and you let the answer to that oracle reading become more um, full you allow your spirit to intuit a deeper sense of this reading. this read, You did the reading on some information that you had, some aspect of the system or whatever. And therefore, you will get very deep and accurate insights, not completely infallible, but very, very, very good. So this is just a little... Each week, I'm going to give you a little bit of information on to how we come about this information. A lot of people say, well, Master Yao, how do you, you know, how do you know that this is true? How do, you, how, do you, you know, how do you deal with this type of stuff? How do you come up with these crazy concepts that you come up with? Well, it's, and it's not necessarily so easy. But this, each week I'm going to tell you a little bit about the process so that you have greater confidence in what we're saying. And also, uh, some of you are doing some of this stuff. Some of you just naturally lean to it. You know that you just intuitively say, I'm going to try this and you start doing it, and you see that you get some result from it. And maybe in hearing what I'm telling you, it will give you more confidence. You'll go back and deal with it again and maybe get a better result. Okay, let's get back to the Tower of Tantra. What is the Tower of Tantra? I'm not going to go through the full review because you can always go back and listen to the program last week, but basically what we said was that Contra is an energy system. And that's a simplified way of putting it, no doubt. But that's what we're basically going to start with. And basically, it's to move energy around in a way that you focus it like a laser to do a specific task. And this task has to do with one of three things. It has to do with pleasure. It has to do with enlightenment. Enlightenment. It has to do with healing, so you've got a healing task. you want to deal with fibroids. so your woman's got fibroids, you want to deal with fibroids. You want your energy to go into her to stir up her energy, and the two energies combine, do what it takes to release the fibroids. Now, you don't it's not the same as psychic surgery, like uh, brother Gregorio does, which he's very capable at it. It's not the same thing, but similar. What you're doing is you're sending this energy. This energy is already alive. The kundalini already has intelligence. It already knows what to do. You're simply focusing the energy on this one particular area, this one particular problem. And once you get there, the energy, you're always directing the energy to do one thing. Return the woman's womb to its original DNA template. So you don't tell the energy, go in there and zap the, fi- the fibroid, tumor. No, you don't do that. You don't tell the energy to go in there and increase the blood flow. You don't tell it to do that. You don't tell the energy to go in there and release the toxins. You don't have to do that. The energy kundalini already has intelligence embedded in it. You simply instruct the energy to return the cells, the auric field, the bone, the blood, to its natal template, to what's already in the DNA, to the original recipe, and then the energy does the rest. There are limitations, of course, based on the health of the woman, how strongly you can send the energy, how deeply you can impress the command into the energy, but the energy then goes there and will do the best that it can to cause the woman to go back to the way that she naturally should be, which is not with the fibroids. And so basically... Um, I have done this, and I've had good success with it. I've done this. It's not something that we're talking about. It's possible. I've done it on quite a few occasions. And, And you can do this with a lot of things. And women can work on men. Men can work on women. Or you can say pleasure. You want to deal with pleasure. And oftentimes when you send the energy in there to work on pleasure... What you find is that there are blocks blocking the nervous system and whatever and the blood flow, and so the energy changes things to go back to the DNA, and once you start going back to the original self, pleasure increases, and then you can send your energy in to give pleasure you know at that particular moment. So this is Tantra. You achieve tantra through one of two ways: you achieve. Tantra through architecture. In other words, by changing the architecture, the structure of this tower, this central pillar, this central column of energy that is the heart, that is the, the, the main tree within your auric field. It begins at the bottom of the spine and goes up above the crown chakra. We'll get more into the actual structure of the tower down the road. So we're saying basically that if you can change the structure of this tower and its associated systems, then you achieve um, return to the original self, return to the original DNA the way it's supposed to be, and as a consequence of that, energy moves the way it's supposed to, and you have achieved Tantra. The second way that you achieve Tantra is through operation. In other words, making the tower operate better. And, of course, there's all kinds of things connected to this tower, like the nervous system, the brain, the organs, the reproductive system, the nervous system, and the energy systems. So if you change the way these things operate, then you change the way the tower function is capable of functioning. Now, ultimately, what you want to do <coughs> excuse me, is you want the kundalini to fill this tower at greater and greater heights. In other words, 95 or 96% of the population, the kundalini is, is maybe 3 or 4%. In other words, the kundalini stays, the locus of it, the focus of it is down in the very lowest part of this tower near the the floor, the basement of the tower, in what is called the cauldron. And this is a spot at the bottom of the power cord near the base of the spine. Uh, In women, it's underneath or behind the uterus. In men, it's behind or near the prostate gland. And when the energy, when this is the focus or the locus of the energy, uh, you tend to have a carnal orientation. You tend to be concerned in your appetite's with the uh, more mundane, material things in the world, money, lust, this type of stuff, the higher up this tower you can cause the focus or the logos of this Kundalini to reside, the more the person is dealing with spiritual things, the more they get pleasure from celestial type higher things, higher vibrations, etc., etc., etc. So you have different points on this uh, column, this pillar, this tower, and they're called dantians, that's one name for them, or chambers. There are a few of them. There's four or five that people note most commonly. And when you get this energy up so that it rests at this first dantian, which is right below the solar plexus, something special happens. The brain starts to operate on different circuits. The blood starts to change. A lot of things shift. And the person becomes different. In my book, The Natural Blueprint for Relationships, we talk about the seven brain circuits and how each, if you're operating on the reptile brain, the person has a certain type of personality and orientation. If you're operating on the insect brain, the ponds, it's a little higher, a little better. You deal with groups better. If you're operating on the mammal brain, things change. Limbic brain is higher. You keep going up the scale and the person has a can use much more of the brain and they can do much more things with the brain and the neurochemistry of the brain changes. Therefore, the higher up this column or tower, this kundalini stays. In other words, it, that's, when that, that's its resting place. That's its normal place of logos. That's its normal place of operation. The higher up this tower, the energy is able to maintain itself the more evolved, the more powerful the person is. And so you say that the person is achieving Tantra. Because the higher up this tower the energy is, the more of this stuff that they can do, the pleasure, the healing, the enlightenment. Not only can the person do it for themselves, they can do this for their opposite sex partner. And in fact... By sleeping with someone who has achieved one of these levels with their kundalini, if you sleep with them or you're just around them or you have commerce with them energetically where the two of you are in the same spot a lot, the one person will normally bring the lower person up to their level of resonance, or at least they will try to pull them up. And there's a lot of variations and variables in that, but that's the basic thing. Okay. Let's get back to this tower. We said last week that there are twelve portals into the tower.
3: Hold on for I'm a second. Go- yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a question because there may be some people, it may be some people out like, here who may have the same question I have. I have two questions actually. Uh, I'm gonna probably back up about four minutes, and you were talking about. I wanted to ask you about the necessity of consistent, disciplined practice. Because some people may say, oh, I'll just come up to New Jersey on the 30th and I'll get it that weekend and I don't have to practice. I'll just get it that weekend. Or or they'll come up and say, well, yeah, I don't feel what you told me I would feel on the radio and I came to the workshop. You know, uh, why didn't I feel it? Okay, I'm going to let you answer that question first.
2: Well, when I learned about Tantra a long time ago, back in the early 90s, I, I read this stuff, and, and people told me this stuff, and I had these spiritual experiences, and this information was revealed to me, and I went out and tried to do it. didn't work. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? No, I'm doing all the right stuff. Why ain't it working? And so it requires, as I said, a change in the architecture before the stuff works. So you have to stay with it for a while. If, if, when, when I come into a group of people, my presence, my vibration makes a lot of things possible that are not possible when I'm not there. A serious brother has done a lot of work on himself. That, that's a brother up in New Jersey. If he comes into the room, as soon as he walks into the room, stuff becomes possible that's not possible. Now, there's a woman, uh, Akashimut Stevens. Uh, some people call her Juju Mama. Her and I used to do a lot of stuff together. She's very evolved. Her kundalini is very flexible and it moves, and she's done a lot of work on it. Her, I, her husband, uh, Carl, good friend of mine, uh, we had some other people there. Yourself, you were there, and your energy carries power with it. And we had six or seven powerful people in the room. Well, the vibration of all those people made all kinds of stuff possible, we had 35 people in an orgasmic state for several hours. It's, you know, we filmed that. And that's, that's the one place that you know about. But I've done that on many occasions. We did it up in New Jersey the last time we were up there. And so, you know, if myself and serious brother are in the same room, stuff becomes possible. Now, normally what happens is if we do table work on you or you're there, present, when this energy is raised like that, you might find your sexual life has changed for a couple of weeks. Then it starts to fade back to where it used to be. And you're like, Pastor oh, yeah. uh, you know, I I had this big this big time experience, my dreams changed, my health changed and and it just lasted a couple of weeks and then I went back to the way I used to be. Well you've got to keep doing work. You've got to change your vibration. You gotta change your kundalini profile. You've got to change the tower. And I'm telling you, it took me years to change my tower. It it didn't happen overnight. Learning the stuff doesn't do a thing until you change the tower. That's why I call it the Tower of Tantra. And it's not hard to do it because we're not restructuring the tower based on Master Yao's design. No, 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 no. We simply are trying to change the tower back into its original template, period. We want to change the tower back into its original form, its original function. And so it takes time to do that because everything that most of us are doing in our life is screwing up our tower. And I'm not going to get right... We're coming to that in a couple of weeks. We're going to come to how you mess up the tower. But right now, I want to stay on point. Back to your question. So... If somebody helps you or somebody gives you a boost, it's like a starter on a car. Your car is sitting there. You click the key on. The car does not run. What happens is the starter motor, which is electric, turns the shaft. It turns the cam, turns the the, cramp, the cramp of the car, causes the pistons to go up and down, the cylinders to fire, and then the car gets its own uh, power, and the starter fades off, pulls away, you don't need the starter anymore. The car is running on its own power. And that's how this works. Somebody who's already there has the vibration, has the power, they get you started. And you gotta keep moving and working with it. You you gotta start dealing with these twelve portals. And I'm gonna talk about them tonight. And so the more you know, if, if you have something that's really screwed up, it can, it can really slow down your progress or your ability to do tantra, to be tantra. And so we're going to talk about these 12 quarters. And once you have this, you, you begin to see what is screwing you up, what is slowing you down, what is your hindrance, what is your obstacle. The things that are your greatest obstacles, that's what you need to work on first. And as you work on these things and as you stay focused and as you keep at it week in and week out, Your tower begins to change. Your kundalini begins to change. Your brain chemistry begins to change. And then you don't need serious brother. You don't need Yao. You don't need Kair. You can say, Kair, uh, you know, I'm cool this week. Thanks for what you did last week, but I'm good. I I can handle this on my own. And then you keep at it, and after a couple of years you find when you walk into the room, people start to vibrate differently. Because your energy is different, and what has happened to your energy is it's starting to go back to its natural DNA format, what it really automatically always was supposed to be. Have I answered the question?
3: Boy, 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 boy. Where is my damn sound effects at? You know, I'm all, you know how I do. I got to get in here with my sound effects. Absolutely, totally, totally. I love it. Now, let me get to the second one because this is something that I personally have to work on. Now, before I ask this question, if any of y'all got some comments, questions, or feedback, it's a good time to call in 347 205 9089. You are listening to Coach Kair and Yal Morris talking about the power of Tantra. We're here each and every Thursday night at 8. Well, I am going to ask y'all because I got Wednesdays open. Now does he want to move back to Wednesday? But that will be later. But for right now, every Thursday night at 8 o'clock. My second question is, and this is something that I am even working and being honest about healing in past relationships of having women approach due to, oh, he's got the higher, he's got the juice, I'll just sleep with him. Or be in his association, and I'll get it by osmosis. Now I know you said those people will, you know, there will be a um, energy boost for those people, and I've seen that. I've seen me going in relationships and, and changing people's lives, and but you can only change an, another person's archetype, and structure so much, they have to do some of the work themselves. And it has led me to be quite frustrated that it seems like uh, instead of my name being Kyrie, my name is just Jumper Cables. You know, oh, well, let me just get with him. I'm not going to do the work. Can you speak about how important it is for a person pull their own load like you said you said one person will say hey serious brother or y'all I don't need you this time I'm good today but then you have um, what we qualify I mean as we um, label them from Shindal Energy Arts as psychic vampires there has to be a line between those who, who genuinely benefit from the presence of people with activated kundalini and psychic vampires can you speak on that for me please
2: There's a whole program on psychic vampires that I'm going to do. And it's when I do this program, believe me, (laughs) you're going to be like, damn, what the hell? Because it's a lot of stuff happening all the time and and people don't even pick up on it. To some extent, you can't help it. There's so many of them and they're, they're operating usually in partnership with what is called the dark deceased entity. And the person is doing some stuff on their own. But there's also this entity that's attached to them that's doing some stuff too. And there's just thousands and thousands of these people running around here, some of them intentional, some of them not. And that's exactly what they're doing. Is they, they, they feed off of this kundalini. Now, and these dark, deceased entities, what they love to do is when people are diminished in their capacity because they're mentally ill, they're drinking heavily, Constantly. In other words, they're drinking alcohol excessively and constantly every day. They're on drugs like cocaine. I'm not talking about marijuana, although if somebody really is doing a whole bunch of marijuana, it's a possibility, but for the most part, I'm not talking about marijuana. Um, Some of these other drugs that people are doing, these things reduce the body's ability to repel these types of entities, and therefore these entities... They're attracted to a group of people doing crack, like uh, a vampire, a one, you know, a zombie at a barbecue of humans. <laughs> it's like, you know, when I saw the picture Night of the Living Dead, that's what first thing I thought about was energy vampires. It's like it's almost like, the, uh, the, you know, that's what the movie is about because, boom, th- these spirits and these people are attracted to this kind of stuff. Now, my I just have to say this, and I may wrinkle some feathers. But women today have gotten to a place uh, where they are really, really, really need to take another look at how they're approaching relationships because there are just too many women who are waiting for the man to lift up their vibration. There just is. I'm sorry. And, I, you know, I remember the first time I encountered a woman who was really tantrified, who really had her energy together, and she just, like, carried me. You know, this was in Europe, in Rotterdam. And uh, I was like, you know, I was I was just taken. I just, I let her, of course, but she just took me over, and she just gave me feelings and everything like that that was just like, whoa. And I was on cloud nine for three or four weeks after that, you know, and then I tried to do my work and everything. But it's like she was so far above me in vibration, and she just like, okay, I got you. But in, in America – It's it's rare. I mean, there are a lot of women who have high energy, but they are not out here. They don't seem to be seeking men to lift up. They seem to be seeking men who are already there if they get their souls together. And I think this dynamic has to change. I, I believe that there are women. I'm not saying that there aren't exceptions to that. There certainly are. But there seems to be a dynamic in our society where we have this scarcity model in place where we're always thinking that we're operating from a place of scarcity when it comes to energy, we're always trying to hook up with a member of the opposite sex who's got more. It's the same thing with money. We're always looking. The woman is always looking for somebody who's making more money than her. You know, and this is this is a natural, dy, it's a it's a normal dynamic, but it's not natural. What we should be doing is, is if the woman gets her act together. She should be picking up a few men and carrying them a little bit until, you know, they get this stuff together. If the man is working on his stuff and the men out here should be picking up some of these women, carrying them away along, lifting up their vibration until the woman can do it herself. I see a lot right now, I see a lot more men doing it than women. And I think that it will change. I think that is a matter of women just have not really looked at it that way. I think when they begin to look at it, I believe that they will do it. It's just that we, in this society, we just have this thing of everybody's like trying to, you know, struggling so hard just to go from day to day, do what they've got to do, deal in relationships, that we're sort of in the forest and we can't see the trees for the forest. But this is something I definitely have seen, and that's definitely a scenario. Of course, there's so few men out here doing it there's even less women out here doing it that is almost not something that that you need to point out because yes i think there are more men doing it than women but if you look at both sexes there's so very few and if you add them up there is really not it's not even enough to really make a point about really so now back to the um to the uh to the tower so we have these 12 portals into the tower and this what I'm saying in this program is general. There are exceptions, okay. And what I'm saying is not to negate what other people have said. What what if you're if you're in a tantra program and your teacher is teaching you, don't assume because I'm saying something that it, um, you know, that it negates what that person has said before, because as we continue, you may see that I may come back around and tie it into what they have been teaching you. Um, So, the principal 12 portals into tantra, based on the four uh, main tantra systems, are the brain and spine. The spine has seven divisions. The five organ systems, And when I talk about the five-organ system, I'm talking about the heart, lungs, spleen, liver, kidney, and I'm talking about the system based on what is called the yellow emperor system or the Chinese five-phase system. And I talk about that because that's what most people are familiar with, but, you know, Chinese aren't the only ones who have the system. The Africans got it. The Europeans got it. A lot of people came up with it, whatever. But the Chinese have really spent a lot or well, the Asians, I should say, have really spent a lot of time in India and China documenting it, researching it, and they've had it for such a long, long time that it's, it seems to be the most evolved version of the system. And what we're talking about here is that each of these organs, each of these organs has a particular spin, a particular polarity, because they're dealing with yin chi or yang chi. In other words, the, each organ has a particular modality, an elemental modality, earth, wind, air, fire, metal. And so what you're dealing with here is a spin, a polarity, a charge, an electrical charge. And so you've got this yin qi, which is more feminine, and you've got this yang qi, which is more masculine. But, of course, women have both and men have both. Men have more yang qi. Women have more yin qi. So the, each of these organs has a particular balance, and each organ has a balance that's one way or the other. And then when all of these five organs add up, it should balance out to what that person's DNA is used to, and it should help to send a balanced amount of yin and yang chi to the cauldron to be transferred into kundalini. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to come back to some of this later, but I'm just going to I'm going to continue forward. The the next portal is Qi Gong. And Qi Gong is a way that you bring more energy into your system. It's a system. Yoga. Yoga is a very, very uh, powerful system. Number one, it maintains the flexibility of the spine. But more importantly, through the yoga breaths, through the yoga postures, and through the yoga meditations, you not only increase the body's ability to generate more Kundalini, but you help to develop your gun. What do I mean by that? So, you know, if you got a bullet and you gotta throw it, well, that's nobody's gonna be scared of you. You put your bullet in a slingshot, you got a little bit more potent weapon. You might could hit something with that. You put it in a blow a blow gun and blow it, that's even better. And if you could ever get a little gunpowder and put it in a gun and shoot it, then you really Cooking with gas. So yoga is is like changing from throwing it with your throwing the bullet with your hands to being able to shoot it in a gun. That's that's the best analogy. It's like it's, it's it's making your energy more flexible and making your energy more directable. Okay. So then you're talking about something called projection, and you project out of the reflexology zones on your body. You project out of your hands your voice, out of your penis, your vagina. And so you these, these places on your body are reflexology zones, your feet, your hands, your head, your eyes, your voice. And basically they're built to project energy out. And therefore when you project this energy out, you're projecting it out to the opposite sex and you're able to do something not only with the opposite sex, but you're also doing something with yourself. So projection is another portal into and out of the tower. You have acupuncture, which goes into this this, this spiritual body, and it makes changes and moves energy around and unblocks or makes something uh, move uh, uh, draws energy to one particular place, so that the tower changes in operation. You have reflexology. Again, you have these reflexology points on the body, the feet. Palm of the hands, the genitals, the head, the eyes, especially the ears, etc., etc. And this is a portal into the tower. By, by using the reflexology or acupressure, then you, you can deal with some stuff. Then you have the intestines. And the intestines are the portal into the cells. And so each individual cell is part of the structure of the tower because the energy that each cell, each cell is like a battery. It gives off an energy, and the energy that each cell gives off helps to support this tower. And so what happens is you get toxins inside the cells. The cells are poorly constructed because when you made the cell, when two cells split, the original cell wasn't healthy, and so the cells that are made from it aren't healthy, and the energy then does not match the DNA template. So the better these cells are constructed, the better this tower is. And the, the, the organ that's, that's controlling that is the intestines. And, of course, the intestines, we're also talking about water, alkaline water. You need to get your water stick as an emergency metor, measure or get alkaline water that you buy. We used to could just drink any water, but they've messed up the water so bad that it's not going to work now. And we're also talking about supplements especially amino acid supplements, certain vitamins and things like that, certain specialty supplements, and these supplements help to repair the cells, deal with inflammation and things like that, to help the structure of the cells change, the structure of the intestines and colon change. This changes the power. Emotional, the somas, what we we call the personas, Uh, and this persona is like a spiritual, emotional thing. It's like an energy thing inside your auric field that controls your appetites, your desires, your emotions, all of this kind of stuff. And this is like a major, major thing that messes up the tower because when the emotional body, the persona, does not match your DNA template, your character map, major, major problems are created in the tower where energy is misdirected, energy is blocked, Energy is changed in its vibration, and thus the tower refuses to operate, cannot operate. Then we have what is called bioarchitecture. We had a big dispute uh, between last week's program and this week's program about rites of passage. and Bioarchitecture, as we talked about last week, is something that's supposed to happen to the DNA structure. So every seven years the DNA in your body is supposed to be activated, more of it activated. In other words, you bring more of it online. At the age of 7, at 14, at 21, at 28, at 35, you're supposed to change your DNA structure so that more of it comes online and you activate a different uh, mandatory circuit in the brain. And, of course, most of us are not doing this, so we have to go back and restructure the DNA, restructure the tower, by doing rites of passage. And if you don't do the rites of passage at the time you're supposed to, it's much more difficult to do, and you have to go back and do the secondary version of it, which we call like second puberty, or the second honeymoon ritual, or the second elder ritual, or the second apprenticeship ritual, which is what you do at seven, or the the birthing way ritual. So the, the proper ritual, you do the birthing way ritual before you're born, they do it for your mother about a month before you come here. It's very important. It's, it's, it's probably the most important ritual, rites of passage. But if you don't do that, then what you have to do later is you have to do a past life regression or what is called room work to correct the fact that you didn't do that ritual right before you were born. So this is called bioarchitecture. In other words, going back and changing the DNA, so that you can catch up to all the stuff you should have been doing when you were going through life, um, through rites of passage. Then you have what is called mantra, and that's sound vibrations, which using special sounds. And then you have the last one called tatvas, which is pure elemental energy. And that's probably the most powerful and the most difficult to use, and we're going to come to that. So you've got these 12 portals. These 12 things allow you to change the tower. And in changing the tower you become Tantra. In changing the architecture of the tower, you become Tantra. When you change the operation of the tower, you change Tantra. You become Tantra. In other words, you become able to do this stuff. Now, of course, you've got to learn the techniques and everything, too, no doubt. But, you know, if you don't deal with the tower, you're you're pretty much... Getting a lot of knowledge, but you can't do much with it.
3: So yeah, so, I'm going to so yeah, right point. there. Let me. So the phrase that I would say, I'm gonna say, this is almost like the psychologists. They say, I'm gonna say a word, and you automatically respond. Knowledge out of season bears no fruit.
2: I guess that's, that's it. I don't have to say nothing to that. That's that, <laughs> that's that's it right there.
3: Okay. Okay. Just checking. Just checking. Let me give a big shout out to everybody in my. Um, I know the other day, y'all, you noticed that I had started two two new groups on Facebook. Um, one of both of them are named Honesty in Relationships, and one of them is for singles, and the other one is for couples. So I wanted to give a big shout out to everybody who came and joined those groups. And I noticed that y'all had made a comment. He said, "Yeah, this is this should be interesting." And for me, that's my contribution to um to this piece of the tantra like you said at the beginning of the of the call some people may have some things that doesn't ne- that, that that you may not not have but also some people may have time to focus more on one thing than you may have time to focus on it and in my What am I now, 10 plus years in practicing tantra and the tantric lifestyle, it has always, 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 to me the basement of the tantric tower is honesty. That first principle, and when you said martial arts, that's the first principle in the martial arts. Honesty to myself and others at all times. So let's just imagine here's this big old six foot nine, 300-pound Kimbo-slice-looking guy, and he just beat up 9 or 10 people right in front of me. i got to be honest with myself. Can I really beat this guy, or is it my ego? So that's on a martial art level. When you take it over to the tantric level, people really have not seen the la- latter stages of why honesty is so important at the beginning stages because you will be dealing with, like you said, these elementals, and you'll be coming into these different levels of spirituality, and they're not going to tolerate... um Insincerity. I just put it to you like that. So um, that's really what I was doing when I started that group. Um, maybe some of those people will be able to elevate to start. You know what I'm saying? Um, coming into their tantric tower and the archetype and the, and, and, and the creation of it. But just in general, honesty is such an important factor in the practice of tantra. So I'm going to post the links in the um, in the in the chat room if anybody's interested in joining one is for couples and one is for singles you cannot be in both groups you either go you either in a relationship or you're not so if you want to, if you want to learn how to be honest in relationships and with yourself and others and you are single come over to the singles group if you are in a relationship with the couples Come on over. Please read the About tab when you join. All right, because there are stipulations. This is not a free for all. Okay, we're going someplace with this. you doing his part. I'm doing my part in the support group. So I just wanted to add that in, y'all. And 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 even if you could, can you talk? Can you just give me like 30 seconds on how important honesty is, even in the practice of the Tantric Tower?
2: It, it's a, it's an excellent excellent point. Here's the thing. There are some people out here who've done genealogy or what they call muscle testing. In other words, they want to see if something is in harmony with them, and they just hold it out in their arm and they see if the arm will give or not based on the question that they ask. And the the principle of this is that your body knows what's good for it inside. There are women who can tell how a man is going to treat them by the way one of their five organs responds when they're around him. Their kidneys uh, will malfunction or function better. Their liver will function or their heart or their lungs will function better because the man comes into their presence. And thus their body is telling them, you know, concerning honesty. Their, the body is telling them something. Your DNA knows the truth, what's good for you. You can't fool it. So if you tell a lie, the DNA rebels and it begins to act up. It begins to work against you because you are saying something that's not in harmony with it. I'll say that again. When we do stuff in our life, if we have belief systems, if we talk, if we, something comes out of our mouth, if we are involved in something that, that, that requires belief or that requires a doctrine, and it's, and it's an antithesis, it's against what's in our DNA, what's naturally good for us, what's natural, what's part of the order of nature, our DNA rebels and makes us sick to some extent or the other. Therefore, the minute that you lie to a man, you have also corrupted your vibration. So I talk about, you know, three things. I talk about validation. So... If you are not willing to validate other people who deserve validation, you have, in fact, been dishonest, and you have corrupted your DNA. And we see that today. Nobody wants to validate anybody. Everybody's trying to invalidate everybody, and it starts with the government. It starts with the businesses. It starts with the banks. It's everybody is out trying to invalidate you, trying to make you invalid, trying to say that you don't count. You know, and you look at that whole table of validation, we're going to talk about that, and you see that it affects you, how your body responds, how your health is. And we talk about presence. If you are not honest with someone, you are then immediately not present with them. What do I mean by that? Presence is when you focus on that person. And Juju Mama made a post in one of the pages on Facebook uh, this week she talked about the fact that her orgasms become their most potent and powerful and sensual and pleasing to her
0: when the man
2: is completely focused on her. She said she can feel it almost as if he's touching her in a certain way. She said the fact that he focuses on her and he is completely focused on her, it sends her into an orgasmic uh, rush. And so a baby... Will 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 change when its mother is completely focused on it. One of the, one of the reasons you see babies in the grocery store crying, they don't seem to have any reason to be crying, but they're crying because the mother's focus has been taken away from them to the stuff she's shopping. She's looking to get stuff. She's ignoring the baby. The baby wants to be focused on. It's not a matter of you know, doing something to the baby or not doing something to the baby, the baby begins to act up, stretch, move, and and whatever because the attention of the mother has been removed from it. And so men want attention. They want to be validated through attention. They want presence. They want you to be present. As soon as you lie, as soon as you're dishonest, you're no longer present. So when the man tells the woman to lie, he's dishonest. Immediately, he is not present with her. He's not fully present. He may be there physically, but his heart, his soul, his spirit, his energy has been withdrawn from her. Not only that, but he's disconnected his energy from its own source. So then you look at honesty in in relationship to presence. You have to be present with people for energy to move. And presence, this goes for... When the the cells don't function, when the DNA doesn't function, we talk about the energy shifting from the left brain to the right brain back and forth. Well, in the left brain, energy doesn't move. The left brain is when you're analyzing something, when you're looking at something. And in order to evaluate and look at something and think about something, you have to withdraw your energy from it. That's why singing is so powerful. You're in a right brain state. You're not analyzing, thinking about something. You're experiencing, you're expressing. So energy flows. When you're kissing, you stop thinking, or you should, and you're experiencing. When you smell something, immediately when you smell fresh bread and you like that, you stop thinking, you start feeling energy flows. So when we are present with people because we are honest with them, energy flows as soon as we get into our left brain and start lying, start telling a partial truth, energy begins to stop. So Tantra is about energy movement. Therefore, honesty is a central pillar, a central foundation for not only your energy to move, but for you to have the ability to move energy in the opposite sex. Therefore, when a man is trying to do table projection work on a woman, one of the first things he has to cultivate in himself is a love for females in general. And therefore, then he can tell women, I love you, or he can say, I mean, if he doesn't know her that well, I like you, I like how you look, or I like something about you, and he's genuine. And when he says that, his energy begins to move. And she believes him because he's sincere, she can feel he's sincere, then her energy begins to move. Have I answered the
3: question? Phew. Boy. Out of this, like OutKast said, out of this world. It's awesome, baby. Okay, let's take a pause for the calls real quick. I do have somebody as they had their hand raised. I don't know whether they got it raised by accident or not. They may have a comment or a question or feedback. I wasn't ready to open up the lines yet, but we are at one hour. So I'm going to take this first person right here. Caller from the 215 300. Your microphone is open. Can I have your name and where you're calling from, please? Okay, they may not be ready, or they press 1 by accident. Also, if you do press 1, please turn your computer speakers down so we don't have feedback when we call in. All right, we'll check back with that person when we do open the lines up. Yes, y'all, I will be downloading this show and dissecting that and putting that in a snippet about, you know, what lying does or what dishonesty does and... Coach Kair always believes in the bigger person wins. If you got two people that's arguing, whoever's gonna be the bigger person first is gonna win instead of crying like two kids and saying, oh, "He did it or she did it." Or tell them, "I'm gonna go first in my honesty." So a relationship that I that just re- recently ended for myself, I can see totally, totally what you're just saying. Not honest with myself at early on faking moves not necessarily like a conscious fake out or like i'm telling a lie just to get with somebody but i really wasn't honoring what my particular desires are you see what i'm saying a lot of people think kair wants to be in a multiple partner type of situation oh he's got all these ladies after him and that's not me i really want to be in a monogamous great a high end tantra relationship, you know what I'm saying? With my background, with my energy, with my Kundalini, and the right woman, I don't know if I'm gonna have time for somebody else. We can do some classes together, but the, you know, the young lady came and she, I didn't straighten her. I didn't give her honesty. She said, "Oh, you you have so many women," and I was like, "Where? No, I don't." And that was, and but instead of me putting my foot down, I let that. I let that honesty core go out the window, and there was a small, as I say, pebble in my shoe. And it grew, and long story short, it didn't end pretty, you know. And um, so I want to just really say thank you for that piece, you know, for me personally. I mean, I there's a lot of people on the line listening, and a lot of people going to download the show, but me personally – I, and I've been on that I was cutting grass today thinking about honesty even when I started those groups I was I, I was saying yo no longer no no longer I got to make a change today because that really that really hurt me because of my strategy of wanting to be in a relationship and now it wasn't a oh, okay let's just keep going and forget that we lied to each other like the whole thing's got to be broken down you know what I'm saying like to the core so I just want to say once again, uh, for me, I'm not just a co-host of the show, you know what I'm saying, but I'm also I'm also a master student as well, working to being a great teacher. So thank you.
2: Thank you, thank you so much, thank you so much for that. Well, if someone does have a question, I'm certainly willing at you know at this point, this is a good time to take questions. I'm going to keep going, but stop me at any time if someone asks a question, and and I thrive off of questions. No question is dumb or irrelevant. So anyone out there who's got a question, shoot it at me. I'm ready. I I welcome it. And you're not interrupting my flow because we got we're gonna be doing this every week for a while and we got a lot of stuff to cover. But you know, if we hit someone's um, what someone is really, you know, working on right now, uh I saw a post on Fibroids today on Facebook, so I, I responded to that. And uh, it brought it to my attention. That's why I made that thing earlier. So always on this show, I'm trying to get people to become the highest and best version of themselves. And I'm trying to get people to live the highest and best version of their life. So let's talk about the four systems of Tantra. And the preface to that is I want to call out some names. Some of these names are people from the past. Some of these names are people from the present. And I'm calling them out for a reason. I want to give a shout-out to the founder of the Golden Chalice School out in California. She died in Orange County near L.A., Reverend Ayana. And she's uh, she started a school um, called the Golden Chalice Mystery School. I'm going to be coming out there July 7th. To do a presentation I want to give a shout out to her Because she's contacted Some very uh, powerful energy That has to do with tantra She's bringing some things forward I want the people out there To help, uh, help her in this endeavor And so, you know She's contacted some very powerful Tantric energy And, you know I would like to see a lot of men Especially a lot of women Working with her to bring this forward We've got always, I mean, it's never been a time in history when this wasn't developing. And therefore, what I'm trying to say is that there's always the possibility for something to happen. There's always somebody out there getting this information from one source or the other. They may not know what they've gotten at the time. But if all of us work together, we can put it into perspective and add it to a system and make it make it something that's useful. So what are we trying to do? We're trying to get people to be the highest and best version of themselves so we're not necessarily looking for information for the sake of information. We're looking for wisdom that can be put into a structure that can change people's lives in a real way. What do we mean by that? Deal with their health right now today. Deal with their relationships right now, today. Deal with their sexual experience right now, today. Deal with their relationship to God right now, today. Deal with their uh, evolution. Deal with their experience. Deal with their day-to-day situations with money, their manifestations right now, today. So... When I ex- experienced the Amarmara Project, one of the first things that I did, I was, I was attracted to uh, a very strange brother. At least I thought he was strange when I first heard, heard about him. His name was ra annefer Amen. Now, you know, everybody was scared of the brother. <laughs> and he wrote this book called the medu which Medu-Neter means the holy words. And he's the author of, you know, he brought forward the great oracle of Tehudi into the earth realm again. And, you know, it's not the first time it's been brought forward before in ancient Egypt and once in Ethiopia. And then he, you know, resurrected it again. Once the brother did this, once he brought it from the Akashic Records back into the earth realm again, before he even published the book, this information became available to any other human who could vibrate with him, in attunement with him. Not to the extent that he had it, of course, but you could you could tune in and, and, and get this information much easier. I mean it's hard to bring it all the way from the Akashic Records into this realm. And so once he did that, let's just say somebody in Russia, up in a mountain monastery, brought some information over that's valuable then that information, then the ancestors have access to it and humans have access to it. And so a woman in Arizona could then accidentally kind of like hit hit that information and say, this seems interesting, and maybe she doesn't know exactly what to do with it, but maybe Kair does. So she's like saying, "Look, I'm 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 in contact with something. I'm getting some information. Is it valid? Is it not valid? What do you think, Kaya?" Kaya said, "Well, you know, this falls into something my master said back back in the day, you know, way back." And uh, so I think this has martial arts implications, or I think it has health implications. And boom, and we fit it into the to the program, to the project. So Reverend Ayana is is in the process of that right now. I want to shout out to a a young man. Uh, He's known as Sirius Brother. And he has tapped into energies and he's tapped into things over the course of his life. And he's now at a point where he's, you know, experiencing things and doing things. He's up there in, in the Newark area up in New Jersey. I'm going to be visiting him June 30th. And basically, you know, we're going to... We're going to have us a party more than anything else. But we're also going to talk about some stuff, throw some stuff around, whatever. But he's also bringing stuff through into this room. He's doing work of practical stuff. He's trying to do stuff. He's not trying. He's accomplishing things
0: that are real, real
2: things that make a difference in people's life in a real way. So I want to say that, you know, we always want to look back on what somebody did 700 years ago, what somebody wrote. Uh, a thousand years ago. I got into a dispute with some brothers this week about past books. Uh, a brother, Melodomo Patrici Somme, came to this country about 10, 15 years ago. He wrote the book of Water and Spirit, Ritual, and some stuff like that. And um, I have a lot of respect for the brother. Now, some of the books that have been written on the same subject were written four or five hundred years ago. And so people immediately said, well, I, I, you know, I don't, this brother has no right to talk about this stuff because he's saying something contrary to what somebody 400 years ago said. And what my point is is that a lot of times this stuff, these doctrines that are written in stone, so to speak, have become corrupted, they become mistranslated, misunderstood because of the time frame, the language, and that when these brothers come along and do these kind of things, and when I say brothers, They're all races, white, Asian, Native American. They're all brothers to me. And so when Melodoma came over here and presented this information, I think that a lot of people didn't really give him the reception he deserved. So we were talking about rites of passage, and I started saying, you know, well, we need to really focus on the people who are intuiting this information right now, not what somebody wrote based on something they read a thousand years ago. I'm not saying that that information is invalid. I'm saying that always you want to look for the person who's renovating that right now. So I mentioned Sirius Brother to say, you know, people are right doing stuff today on Harold. I mean, he doesn't live in a monastery. <laughs> I'm not going to say where he lives because he's a private person, but I'm just saying that there are people today who are studying, working, doing stuff, having experiences. This is not something that Master Yao is the only person doing this, not at at all. So we need to rally around these people and help them to, you know, bring forward what they're doing, what what their experience is. I'm going to be in Newark June 30th. I'm going to be in L.A., uh, in Orange County, July 7th. I'm going to be Atlanta, uh, July 14th. Uh, I'm talking to a young lady this week. Uh, she's doing yoga down there in Atlanta. I'm going to I'm going to bring up her name once we get everything solidified. And she's been working with people, helping them to learn breathing yoga. Um, a young lady, uh, Grace Diaz, has been teaching ladies how to breathe into their womb. And the women are doing this and finding that it really helps them in terms of their health and whatever. So, why am I saying all of this? Why am I mentioning all of these people? I'm trying to say that this is active. Tantra is active. It's today, it's now. And maybe some of these people don't have all the answers, don't know everything, aren't, you know, they haven't achieved. You know what the Buddha achieved, they haven't achieved what Muhammad achieved. They haven't achieved what Akanfu Nochi achieved or what Black achieved or what Rolling Thunder achieved. these great people from the past, I'm saying that if we work with them, if we help them, and we help them to understand the system and we validate them, we will see that perhaps they will rise to that level. Why is Khir not the same as a Confu Anochi? Probably the only thing that prevents him from from achieving what a Comfort Noci achieved is the level of cooperation he gets and the level of validation he gets. If he gets the validation, he gets the funding, the money, he gets the time, and he gets the cooperation, there's no limit to what Cagliari can do if he has the intention to do it, and he does. He's showing that. So I'm mentioning these people to say, you know, we live in a real world with real issues right now. I don't want people to become focused on stuff that happened four or five hundred years ago that's become corrupt now when we've got real people living real lives, coming up with real solutions today that are being ignored. Back to the um the the, the, the seven port the twelve portals. Okay. So I wrote a book, I wrote a lot of books, but when I did Amarmura, I wrote the first... I had 2,000 pages of notes. Well, not notes, but typed up, you know. When I first printed out the Amarmura Doctrine from the research I did at Seven Years, it was over 2,000 pages, and that wasn't all of the information. That's just what I was able to write down. I couldn't get it all in the book. I got 300 and some pages of the first book called mamra, and I stuck that out there, and you know, and it changed a lot of stuff. Now, the last book that I did... Um, the last nonfiction book was called The Awakening the Master Feminine. And that's the book I want to talk about right now. So in Awakening the Master Feminine, we talked about uh, different aspects of the portal. Now, the principal aspect that we talked about is bioarchitecture. What is bioarchitecture? Bioarchitecture is going back and activating the DNA based on these seven-year cycles in these seven brain circuits. So we focused on puberty. Why? Because that has a lot to do with male-female relationships, and most people never finish puberty. What happens? They start puberty, something called the master masculine faculty wakes up, starts changing the man, starts having wet dreams, he starts liking girls, but society comes along and, squashes it, and so he, it's, he's active for a couple of years, then he stops puberty, when he should keep it up until he's 21. He never has the rights of passage. He doesn't really activate the part of his DNA, that one-seventh of his DNA, should have come online and didn't. So he goes through sort of limping along crippled. His architecture in his tower is not complete. It's inaccurate. It's faulty. It's like a television antenna trying to send out a signal that doesn't have all of the you know, hardware, software, and stuff installed, so it's sending not just a little partial, teeny little signature. So you turn on your TV trying to pick up that station, and you, and you just get fuzz, and that's where a lot of men and women are. So Awakening the Master Feminine is talking about, you know, restoring the bioarchitecture of the woman. Now, we were talking about honesty before. We were talking about integrity and validation and stuff like that. So what's happening with this energy? We, we divide it up into four categories, the archetypes. For the female we call those the moon, we call it the treasure chest, the seated hawk, and the elegant rose, my favorite. For the male we talk about the warrior, the eagle, the hunter, and the healer.
3: How did I know the you little- were gonna say the elegant rose was your favorite? Do you know I I just want to give a big shout out to uh <laughs> awakening in the master feminine. I was in the beauty salon today getting my locks twisted, reading my ass off. And when I got to the elegant rose I was like, Where is she? But I but I but now I'm so clear and if anybody does not have this book and you wanna be in any type of relationship, we just talking about some primary basic relationships and you don't have this, you are missing a lot of appreciation for your partner. That is all I'm going to say. Shameless plug. You can call it what you want. Go over to, I think it's www.masteryamorris.com or com or look up both of them and get that damn book yesterday. I'm trying to tell you. I, I mean, as soon as the show's off tonight, I'm going right back on the couch and knock out me another 50 pages. Thank you so much.
2: <laughs> yes, thank you. So, with the with the tower uh, I wrote these books basically to set up people so that when I introduced the tower they would be ready they would understand it and so I hoped you know that millions of people would buy these books and read them and then when I introduced the tower everybody would say okay I'm ready to roll of course you know I didn't sell millions <laughs> I sold a few and I'm happy with what I did sell But we we came out with these five books and these books prepare you for the tower. In other words, they talk about these these rites of passage. They talk about uh, this bio-architecture. They talk about changing our structure so that we're able to fully activate our DNA and all four archetypes of our energy. And once you do this, the opposite sex is attracted to you. Now, they may not be attracted to you like when you see a cute girl walking down the street or a cute guy, you know, out working, you know, and he's, all, he's got his little uh, ripped-off T-shirt on or whatever, and you see the muscles, and then you see him working, and you're like, whoa. It's not that kind of attraction. It's the kind of attraction where you walk into the room, and there's a person there, and you're drawn, your attention is drawn to them. you're like, what's going on with her? What's going on with him? There's something about them and you just want to go up and talk to them. And when you talk to them, their voice just does something to you. You're like, okay, I can just sit here and listen to this person. They're, they're, when when all of your archetypes come online, and, you're, and you go through these rites of passage, and you start to change, your energy changes, and it makes a connection, a more deeper, powerful connection with the opposite sex. So, I mean, when a woman goes to the hair salon, and gets her face done, gets the spa treatment, gets her hair fierce, and she's squared away. She goes out and she gets a little mini skirt, and she's got her high heels. That's dealing with that whole physical attraction piece, and we gotta have that too. I mean, there's nothing nicer than seeing a cute woman walk by. I'm like, whoa! But then, what you what you gotta do when you are present with the man? You gotta bring something bigger to the table, and what you're bringing to the table bigger. Is your tower. So I want men to start thinking about, okay, I'm going to the gym. I'm pumping iron to get my body right. So when I put on my little tank top, all the women stop and check me out. That's going to get them, get their attention. Then the next thing you want to do is I want to go somewhere. I want to go into a spiritual gym, an energetic gym. I want to go into my contra gym and start pumping iron on my tower by changing my architecture and my structure and that's going to allow you to do all this stuff we're going to tell you about in these upcoming programs where we're going to show you how to do these techniques so that your tower becomes powerful it's broadcasting it's projecting and women just they just like oh my god did you, did you did you meet Jimmy or uh, I'm trying to think of a name nobody that I know. I mean, did you meet Tommy? Did you meet, you know, James? He is off the chain, and that's what you want people to say about you. So we're going to Newark, serious brother and I. You know, we're going to be doing some table work on women. We're going to demonstrate how this works. We're going to show you that I can take my hand and and cause a woman to feel something. And some women they'll get on the massage table and they'll feel what? They'll feel healing. And what how does that look? That looks that my energy interacts with their tower. And what does their tower says? The tower says, I'm broke. Fix me. That's what the tower says. And so what does the woman experience? Discomfort. She's she she's she, she, I'm embarrassed, I'm ashamed. I have low self-esteem. I'm not operating sexually the way I feel like I should. And so I'm broke, fix me. And the woman begins to see visions of negative things that happen in her life, in her past, especially from puberty. And therefore, the energy begins to go, try to find the problem, identify the problem so that the woman will dream about this problem and so that this problem will begin to fix itself because she's present with it. You put another woman on the table, and she's saying, I have, I want pleasure. I don't have enough pleasure. I want more. And so the energy begins to go to the pleasure centers, to the hypothalamus, begins to go down to the pubic area, to the breast area, starts to activate the nerve endings, the blood there. She starts to become aroused. She starts to feel pleasure. Now, I haven't touched her yet. That's just my energy interacting with her tower. Our serious brother puts the woman on the table and she's dealing with spiritual enlightenment. And so immediately she leaves her body sort of, she goes into like a trance. And she starts feeling elevated, she starts feeling a higher consciousness, she starts feeling stuff around her, tickling sensations, and she feels like she can touch the stars, that she can experience and, and understand stuff that she couldn't understand before. And the the, the sessions ended, and all of a sudden she's like, I have an insight into something. I have a right brain intuitive insight into something that I didn't have before. Well, she had it before, but Sirius' brother was able to make that bridge for her to allow her to connect to it. So we have these things going on with bioarchitecture. Um, based on the rites of passage every seven years, where we go back and do second puberty. The book Awakening the Master Feminine deals with that. Now, there are other books out here that don't approach this the way that I do, but they're dealing with this this subject. And so as we move through this, each week I'm going to talk about a book. Some of them are mine, some of them are not. Um, And they're talking about how to change these portals so that the tower is renovated and more more powerful. Um, Another thing that we deal with, another um, bioarchitecture point in that portal of bioarchitecture, is talking about what happens when you're 21. At 21, you're supposed to stop being a teen, come out of puberty, and become an adult, at least the first layer of adulthood. And this means that you should gain the ability to stop depending on the community to support you, and you now become a a unit within the community that's self-sufficient. In other words, you're able to start a family. So not only can you, you know, you're no longer relying on the community for your survival, you now are supporting the community because you're supporting a family, which means you're supporting a wife and a child. So the ritual, the, the rites of passage at that point in time, people call it honeymoon. But, they, you know, we've forgotten what honeymoon really is all about. So a true honeymoon is a nine-month ritual where the man and the woman prepare to be uh, separate from their parents. In other words, they're preparing to be individual units within the community. And so basically, in order to do this, They have to give up their individual ego, whether they're, you know, man or woman. They have to give up their individual persona, soma, and become a multiple persona, soma. In other words, they have to form a unit consisting of two singular entities which have the opposite polarity. So this honeymoon ritual really is talking about infusing two people into one person. So I think the the Master Jesus talked about you know what he he, he described it as you have two and they become one and and no longer two but they merged and for this sake the man leaves his family his mother and father and cleaves to the woman and if you look at the original Aramaic from which it was translated it's talking about fusing into it's talking about the man fusing into or becoming a part of the spirit body of the woman, or vice versa, the woman fusing into or becoming a part. And so this honeymoon ritual is talking about two things. It's talking about the moon, the energy of the moon, the lunar energy, which is the moon energy or the maternal energy of the woman. And it's talking about the warrior energy in the man. And then it's talking about honey. And honey is talking about the deity Heteru, Venus, Oshun, whatever you want to name her, Aphrodite, whatever, you know, uh, Inanna, whatever system you're working in, it's talking about that energy. And you're combining these two in such a way that it becomes honey or it becomes you want to be maternal or paternal. So that you're saying... Honeymoon is basically talking about changing a person from being a teenager focused on themselves to having a honeymoon. In other words, it's sweet to them to be maternal. It's sweet, it's attractive to them to be paternal. In other words, they've gone from wanting to receive the community support to wanting to give the support to the next generation and to the opposite sex partner. So this ritual is a way of stripping away your individual desire to be selfish and focused on yourself and to be focused on the opposite sex partner. So there's aspects within the DNA that bring this into real life. The same thing when, 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 when animals mate in the wild. When two eagles mate, they mate for life. Why? Because they've gone through the rites of passage. So when you mate, based on this honeymoon ritual, it's not a romance at all it's it's a deep psychological spiritual change in you that brings something forward from your DNA so that you no longer have this this childish puberty like mentality, but you have a different energy a different mentality because you're operating on a different brain circuit, you're operating on a different brain circuit, and your whole brain chemistry has changed. Your hypothalamus has changed, your appetites have changed, and you naturally then have the desire to operate in a relationship. So, Tantra, when you become Tantra, if if you didn't go through this ritual, and you still are focusing as a lot of people are, based on self, what I need, what I want, what my list, my list of things a man's gotta do before I'll date him my list of what a woman's got to do and be before I'm going to give her the time of day, if, you folk, if you're operating that, you have not gone through the 21-year rites of passage. Therefore, the structure in your, your tower is still juvenile. And I mean that, you know, in the scientific sense. And therefore, the energy in your tower cannot move fully. It's stopped. It's blocked. So you have to go back and go through that right to change that architectural structure of the tower, the way the energy moves, the way your brain functions, the way your organs function, your whole being, the way your amino acids are generated, to, to incorporate that part of your DNA. And when you do, you do not desire to be playing the field. You do not desire to be running around out here, chasing every skirt, nobody's got to tell you to do right. You automatically, on your own, are like, look, I'm trying to get married or I'm trying to at least take this thing to the next level. I'm trying to be a contributor to the community, not a withdrawal from the community. I'm trying to make a deposit into the bank account. I'm not trying to withdraw and spend money. Um, I'll stop at this point and see if there are questions or whatever. If, if there are, this is a good time. If not, I'll move forward.
3: Oh, yes. The people are ready. They are like, yeah, oh, my God, and the chat room is going crazy. All right, i right, uh, let, me, let me do my shout-outs in the chat room. Big shout-out to Camille. Uh, cancer O, all of the guests, La Blue Inc., Lucy Lowdown, Nelma Ray, Nakawa, Nikki Love, On The Virm, PT Premier, and Rope Bumper. They are going in. I was sidetrack for a second, and um, these people are really talking about that honesty factor and doing some good stuff. Let's start opening up some of these lines here, y'all. First caller, we're going to go back to caller from the 215 and see if they're ready. Everybody, please turn down your speakers, too. Caller from the 215-300, your microphone is open. open. Hello? Hello? Okay, they got on accident. Caller from the 804-306, your microphone is open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please?
5: Yeah, this is Shofar calling from San Diego.
3: What's your name again, sorry? Uh, Shofar. Shofar, thanks for calling in from the left side. How you feeling today?
5: I'm doing good, man, no doubt. Uh, how are you and uh, Master Yao
3: doing? Man, you know, I two eagles right here just hanging around, flying over, looking for some rabbits.
5: <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. Well, cool, I had a quick question. Looking forward to you coming out here, Master Yao. Uh, you know, if uh, high priests are young and everything. Um, quick question as far as, like, with the different archetypes that you talk about. Uh, I just had a question as far as... Um, when they project energy and doing it in i guess in a healing manner or whatever that is it uh manifested in a in a different way a different outcome when you see it um is it projected differently or is it about the person who's receiving it and what archetype they have going on like say for instance, I know your you know your background you know what I'm talking about here uh you see some different um i guess hormones in the body uh it'll do different things in different places, and it's not because the hormone is different. Because of the receptor, the protein receptor um, that receives it. So I just wondered, like that, does the warrior project his energy a certain way, and and is received on the table work, um, or is it based on you know the, the person that's receiving it? It's
2: an excellent, excellent question. I'll answer it in two parts. Let's assume that it's a woman projecting to a man. Mm-hmm. And then, so if the woman is is leaning toward the uh, treasure chest energy more than the others, she will tend to be able to heal the hunter energy in the man quickest. And so if that's what the man needs, then that will be a great table session. He will get the healing that he's looking for. However, if the woman is elegant rose and the man is looking for hunter healing, then she will have a, a greater challenge healing that. So they, the, the person receiving the energy always dominates. In other words, they are always they they determine how the energy is used. So the, the person usually they they tend to want to do it as enlightenment, healing, or pleasure. Now, of course, if you have a person who has all four energies online who's on the table, and the person doing the projecting has all four energies online, then you get all three happening at the same time. You'll get pleasure they'll get healing, and they'll get enlightenment. But when you're dealing with a person, and most of us don't have all of those energies online, then the, the, the energy okay. tends to go where the person who's receiving it needs it or where they want it to go. However, um, it's it's only limited by what that person, how they're vibrating, who's giving the energy. The more you have um all of your energies online. In other words, the more well-rounded and balanced you are, the more you can do, the more that person can do with energy, the more that they can uh, do different types of healings with it, the more they can experience more pleasure with it, the more they can experience enlightenment and opening and awareness opening. However, The person on the table receiving the energy is the final determiner of what happens to it because you can have a man on the table, and we've seen this, who says, I want to experience it. That's what comes out of his mouth. But then he gets on the table, and what he's really thinking in his mind is, she can't do this, and he's not really open and receptive to it because I've seen people get on the table, and the the female healer will come. She'll start working on him. And she'll start sending energy, she'll sense that this prostate is weak. She starts sending energy into the prostate. And I've seen men ask can they get up off the table? Because it feels so uncomfortable. So the man said, I wanted this healing, I wanted this energy, but in his mind he never thinks about that it's actually gonna come. So when it starts to come, he's he's rejecting it. He's not trying to be receptive to it. So the person on the table determines what happens to the energy. he has to be open to it he has to be receptive, not just consciously but subconsciously. If he's a person who says, "I don't like women i i want to be I want to always be in control i don't I think females should you know be the passive sex and that they shouldn't be you know that we should tell them what to do they shouldn't tell us what to do. And I don't like the way all these women are doing out here in society. If he's carrying that vibration onto the table, what he's basically doing is he's limiting what the energy can do. And so the energy will do what it can. You know, it'll try to creep in there and open some stuff up. But he's fighting the energy. So, I mean, if she's really, 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 really powerful, she's still going to open him up a little bit. But basically the person receiving the energy determines how far it's going to go and what it's going to do. Same thing with men projecting to women. Oftentimes, I'll have one person on the table, and she will be orgasmic within 15 minutes. And she didn't expect that because she's normally not that orgasmic. But she was open, receptive. She didn't have any preconceived notions. She's just like, I'm open to whatever happens. And she really was. And that's what she's missing. she wants pleasure. that's what she wants. She wants pleasure. She's not maybe all that keen on healing. Maybe she's not all that keen on enlightenment. She's into pleasure, and that's what comes. The next woman comes on the table. I do exactly the same thing. She doesn't have an orgasm at all. in fact, to her, she feels energy moving all around, but it's actually it's kind of feeling a little uncomfortable. It's making her feel you know a little bit un- you know um, off balance, and she starts thinking about things, you know, that happened to her—bad things—and she's, you know, she she gets some sensation of 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 well being out of it. She gets off the table, and she does feel like something good happened. But she's looking at the other woman who had all these orgasms, and she's like, "Well, why didn't I have these orgasms? Because she needed the healing more. Approximately." 50 to 60% of the women who did on the table the first time do not have a pleasure response. They have either an enlightenment response or a healing response. Now, I, in the classes, I had a woman who sat on the table. She did not say she didn't feel nothing except like she felt energy and she saw stuff happening in her mind. She saw like colors and she saw scenes from her past and she saw stuff that didn't make sense to her and she was like very disappointed. So I was like, you know, just wait. So that night she had dreams. She had dreams the next night, the third. And she called me on the fourth night and said, I had the most powerful, vivid dreams about stuff, and I realized now that on the table that I was going through something and I was clearing something from the past. And she, so, you know, I, I'm going to let that. I'm going to let it come. I'm going to let it deal. So she dealt with it. She came back two weeks later and got on the table, started having orgasms. Why? She healed what she needs to heal, and then the body said, "Okay, we healed that main issue that we had. Now let's have some fun." So I hope that answers the question. Are you
3: still on the line? He Let me see. Did the brother on? still on? He did drop. He did drop. So he'll have to call back and press press one. But it was recorded, so when he comes back, he can catch all of that. But I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally feeling. Oh, here he is. Hold on, he's back. I got you, big boy. Your mic is open.
5: Okay, I appreciate it, man. My phone died on me. I had to Had to get a charger in here. But um, I did catch most of that. Uh, you know, uh, I, I caught the first. Uh, I think he answered the first part for me, and I, I missed the second part. I apologize. But I'll go back and listen to it.
2: Okay. All right. Do you want to go to the next uh, question, Coyier?
3: Oh, yes, sir. Uh, let me go ahead, you know, let me do my round of applause for the brother who is coming in here validating these teachings tonight with his most honorable question out there in San Francisco. We appreciate you, Lord. Stay on the line. I'm going to just go ahead. Oh, his call dropped. Thanks, uh, Shafo. Shif, uh, stay on the line, big boy. I'm going to just mute your mic, but you're still in the building, all right? Right. Call it from the 612-483 612-483 Your microphone is wide open Can I get your name and where you're calling from please?
6: Coach Cagher, this is Leslie Calling from Minneapolis
3: Leslie is in the building
1: What <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thanks for giving us your energy tonight, Leslie How can we help you? You got a comment or a question for Master Yao?
6: Yeah, I have a question. Nastyo, you talk about this um, tower that we're going to be working on, its architecture, and I just wonder, are there things that we can do um, to prepare for that?
2: Uh, in the shows coming up, I'm going to talk about some of those things. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Diet, start with, get the cells yes. right. Yes.
6: Okay. And good. so
2: you, uh, one thing is to cut down on sugar, processed sugars, especially corn syrup. The next thing is water, high alkalinity water. And I'll tell you a little secret, something that we're going to talk about when we get to the intestine portal. And so one of the things that happens in the intestines is that there's an electromagnetic thing that's set up between the food and water you eat and drink and the blood. So the blood is always a a high pH. It's always an alkaline pH, around approximately around 7.2, something like that. And therefore, you know, the food has to be uh, absorbed into the intestines, and in order for it to be absorbed, the nutrients in the food have to be slightly different in charge to pass across that boundary. So we find that nutrients in the food, in order to really affect the tower the way they need to, They have to be within the IG track, needs to be between 6.1 pH and 6.6 pH to get the maximum optimal transfer of nutrients out of the food into the bloodstream. So what I'm saying here is that one of the most important nutrients to be transferred is iodine because it's what powers the thyroid gland. And iodine will only uptake in the blood between 6.1 pH and 6.6 pH. So most people's blood is under 6 because they drink so much, you know, acid stuff, the sodas, the low alkalinity water, they're eating a lot of high alkalinity foods, the meats and whatever. So they're taking in iodine, but it never gets into the blood because the Ig tract, the Ig tract is from your tongue to your urinary system. So if you, if you take, uh, take the pH of your saliva, take the pH of your urine, average the two of them out, and it's under 6.1, then you are not uptaking iodine into your system, and therefore your thyroid gland is gradually deteriorating over a long period of time.
1: Mm-hmm. And this
2: is the case for all nutrients, iron, amino acids, everything. It's, they all have a dynamic like this. So, just by taking high alkalinity water and eating properly so that it's balanced based on your DNA, you begin to build a tower by building cell by cell better cell structure, which can generate better energy, which allow you to do more things. And this, 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 once the cell structure in the, in the intestines is correct, the brain neurochemistry is correct. So, then you've got the proper water and the proper amino acids in the brain. Because the brain is a battery, just like a car battery. It functions based on water and acid. And instead of sulfuric acid, they are amino acids. So, you know, that's what allows you to dream good, have good brain neurochemistry, have powerful orgasms, stuff like that. That If you look at all of these uh, places in the tower, there are dynamics that you can prepare to help you. Anything that helps the health of the brain helps the tower. Anything that allows the five organs to be in balance, not so much the health of the organs, but to be in balance, helps the tower. Okay. So in in the organ system, the thing that's the most important thing is not so much the organ itself, but the ports that allow the organ to to, to push stuff out and to take stuff in. In other words, in the gallbladder, you've got ducts. And these ducts allow the product of the gallbladder to go out into the intestines and for the product in the intestines to come into the gallbladder. Most people have gravel, stones, small, teeny stones in the gallbladder that block up 50% or more of these ducts. And so if you can clean this stuff out, that really changes the way that these organs can generate the balanced energy, which changes the tower. And so you can go down the line. You can say yoga. And if you understand the parts of yoga that deal with tantra and you do them, you're you're preparing. If you talk about acupuncture and you understand that at certain seasons of the year, there's a, if you divide the year into 12 parts based on the lunar cycle, then you notice that um there are certain things that you're supposed to be doing at different times of the year. Now, uh, a good uh, system for this is called CN365, and Juju Mama and Carl uh, Stevens, you know, have documented this thing where there's certain things that you do at certain times of the year. And I don't know if they put it put put the acupuncture thing in there, but you can, if if you look at this, it's pretty you know you can pretty much probably figure it out that at certain times of the year. Certain meridians need to be energized. Same thing, Qigong. Uh, if you know the types of Qigong that impact on Kundalini, if you do them, you're helping the tower. Uh, the mm-hmm. tatvas, if you know about the tatvas and you're able to uh, manifest the tatvas, then that helps the tower. If you know that you didn't, you know, do your puberty right, if you go back and do second puberty, you have to tower. If you, un- if you know what your counterfeit personality is, if you read the book of Marmara, there's basically five personality structures. If you know you've got a counterfeit personality, work on it, you have to tower, and on and on and on down the line. Okay. <laughs>
6: That's a lot to prepare. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying you don't
2: have to do all of that. I'm saying you can right. do any of those, and all of that will help you to prepare.
6: Right. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you
2: can read the books. I read Awakening the Master Feminine, and each week I'm going to give you a different book. Some of them are not my books, and you can just—you don't have to read the whole book. I'm going to tell you the parts of it that that's that applicable to tantra. So that, for instance, we're going to talk about a book called Between Heaven and Earth, mm-hmm. and um, it's a book that I use quite a bit. It's written by uh, I think it's a uh, Field and uh, corn gold, I think. I'm not exactly certain. I, I, don't, I may not have the name for it. I'll have it right next week. But it's called Between Heaven and Earth. And it talks about the five-phase Chinese system for the organs. And it tells you when the organs are anabolic, calabolic. In other words, when they're active, when they're rebuilding. So if you, if you you if the organ is overworking, if it's putting out too much yang energy, then you want to you know, heal it, and so during the anabolic stage when it's rebuilding, normally at night, if it gives you the exact hour when it happens, then you want to be giving that organ the proper nutrients and the amino acids and the gun form to energize that organ to heal it, and that's going to help you get your qi in balance. So when you read that book, it gives you a very detailed um, method for working with the five organs. It's not working with one organ. It's looking at the five organs as a a chi system. And basically what you're trying to do is to bring that chi system into perfect homeostasis, perfect balance. And so it's not the heart is healthy. It's not the liver is healthy. That's not what we're shooting for. We're Mm -hmm. shooting for these things have an operational matrix as dictated by the DNA. That puts them at optimal operating balance hold They're on for, generating- a second, yeah,
3: hold on for a second i gotta get I gotta sound the alarm uh we have three minutes before we go to the after party. If you do not call in right now and you're listening on the computer, you will not hear the rest of this conversation. Let me repeat that three four seven two zero five nine zero eight nine. We will be on the line. All of these lovely people who are listening in on their phone, Leslie and people in the same frame and all that, we're going to stay on the line. If you're listening on the computer and you don't call in, you're going to hear silence in about two and a half minutes. So I would call in if I was you, 347-205-9089. Yao, back to you.
2: Yes. So th- I hope that this answers your question. Um And and if you have a a follow-up, I'm listening.
6: No, this is good. This is giving me plenty of information. Thank you.
3: Okay. Next question. Yay, lovely. Yeah, Leslie's already in my honesty group for couples, so she's already she, she's already doing her base work, and I think she was over there just making sure that her her pen and pad were working, and so you definitely gave her a mouthful as well as me and everybody else listening, because I think, like I said, over in the chat room is blowing up over there.
2: I wanted Thanks. to say that you can get the products and, and whatever on uh, www.com. MasterYao.com. And if you go on Facebook, just put in Master Yao Morris and it'll take you to my page. Now there's a couple of other Yal Morrises on Facebook that are not me. But my my page, it says it says Yal Morris, and it will also Master Yal Morris will also take you there. And it has a red background behind the picture. And and so that's me and you'll see, you'll you'll see that it says uh, interest in tantra whatever whatever that's that's the page you want to go to and i post all of the events and a lot of information on that page you'll also see the groups that i'm uh, you know connected to which connected to the master feminine group the master masculine group and there's some other groups that i'm connected to and um i'm connected to different groups around the country uh the golden chalice mystery school uh, serious Brother, and, and what he's doing up in uh, uh, Newark, New Jersey. And there are other groups that I won't call all the names now, but during, each week I'm going to mention other ones. And they're all doing stuff similar to this. Uh, so, you know, stay in touch with us. Uh, if you just check out some of Kyrie's pages, some of some of what he's doing and some of what I'm doing overlaps, he's got a group dealing with romance with money. And uh, that's very similar to some of the stuff we're doing. We're going to be, you know, you might want to check out what Kaya is doing with that. It ties into this directly, and we're going to probably be overlapping here and there. So um, I want to throw that out there. Definitely I want to push the book, Awakening the Master Feminine. Uh, There was a book called Awakening the Master Masculine, which I wrote. I never published a book. Uh, It was written quite a few years ago. It's still in my computer because, uh, you know, not enough men showed an interest in it. But if enough, if I sell enough of the uh, Awakening the Master Feminines and enough men, you know, complain and say, well, where's our book, then I will put the book out there. <laughs> now, the, the thing is this, Awakening the Master Feminine was not written for women. Women asked me to write it, but it was written for men because women wanted men to know with the opera. They wanted men to have the operating manual for women so that men knew what to do, so that men could do this tantra stuff and make them feel good and all this, that and the other, and have them heal and blah, 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 blah. But but men have been slow to catch on and buy the book. So I just want to tell the men out there, Awakening the Master Feminine, even though it's got a cute water sprite on the cover, it's written for men. And Kai is reading it now, I believe, right?
3: I'm all over it. I'm. All, I'm I, I mean, I'm not rushing you to get off the phone, but we got 59 minutes before I get back to my book. And 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 the crazy <laughs> part is, I was just talking to a sister, a a client last night, and she kept saying, "I feel so misunderstood. I feel so misunderstood." And I was on page 12 today, and I was like, and she texted me, and I was like, "Yo, the last four pages, I understand why you feel so misunderstood. You don't know who you are to project." You don't know these four characteristics. You know what I'm saying? So it's probably thousands and thousands of women out here because I know I'm a man who often feels misunderstood. And I am reading the book so I can have more clarity. That's right. The smart ass, loud mouth, assholish coach is reading the damn book because I operate off of humility. A lot of people get one persona of me in one place, but hey. I know when to humble down and get my um get my grind on and get my study on and this thing is key in my library and i'm gonna and I'm gonna slide my other copy over there to my mama that's right, and let her check it out and critique it that's right
2: <laughs> thank you thank you thank you so I'm ready to go to the next question unless uh someone you know we wanna move but there's more questions dealing with the one that was already
3: asked. Oh man, the lines the lines are still lit up, bro. You ain't go you ain't going nowhere yet. This is the original name. I, I know last week they let you talk. Remember I said this is very rare for my audience just to sit back and like not say anything. They were just in full student mode, but maybe the moon is in another cycle right now. So let me get to the next caller. Caller from the five one zero three zero seven. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hi, this is
6: Marsha in California.
3: Hey Marsha. <laughs>
6: Um I turned in late, um, late, so I didn't hear the beginning of, um, um, you know, of, of this, of your um, guest, uh interview, but I find it quite interesting. There's just a couple of things I'm just wondering. There are some real mentally ill and emotionally ill people. There are a lot of narcissists and sociopaths. So when you encounter these personality types, um, how does that, your your tantra, like set with those kind of sicknesses, and what can be the potential harm for undergoing the tantra, um, um, you know, healing or whatever you want to call it. I'm sorry, I, I turned in late. <laughs> thank you,
2: thank you, Marcia. <laughs> this is this is Master Yao and. Uh, it's better late than never, so I'm happy that you tuned in at all. Now, that's your questions, both of them, are most, most excellent. So I'll answer the second question first. The greatest detriment, or if we want to call it negative, if we want to use that word, to the tantra, to becoming tantra, is that when people have an improvement in the tower, when they have an improvement in their energy, when they have an improvement in their ability to solicit uh, some response from the opposite sex around themselves, the biggest uh, issue that we confront is disappointment that their opposite-sex people, their opposite-sex peers, aren't doing the same thing. In other words, we start to function better than we ever did, and we're like, why is the rest of these people out here still doing crazy stuff? In other words... We we start to feel more isolated. Like, okay, I'm getting myself together. I'm starting to see things different. I'm starting to feel more in alignment with my original self. And now I'm feeling like a heightened sense of I want everybody else to do to to to, to work with me. Like I really need to be worked with. We have women going to the program who could not have vaginal orgasms before. They start having vaginal orgasms and more. And the next thing that they're they're mad about is, where are all the men who can work with me now? I want a man to heal me. I want a man to do all of this stuff. i got all of this power. i got all of this stuff happening. Where are the men to to do it? Same thing with the men. Men go through the program. First thing they're saying is, the women don't want to heal me. The the women are lazy. They're not putting forth the effort for me to get the healing and to get the pleasure that I need. That's Uh That's the main thing. Going back to your question about the uh, mental illness, it's a major, major thing. Probably one of the biggest uh, categories that people are diagnosed is schizophrenia. And most of schizophrenia is not diagnosed. Then we have all kinds of other things out here in terms of, uh, you know, uh, people who are diagnosed as just being slow Uh, There are all types of of, of mental illnesses You know, borderline personalities And stuff like sociopathic people And things like that Narcissism, that's like rampant So with with Tantra When you're dealing with the Tantra energy What happens is You are trying to give the person energy uh, To allow them to return To their original DNA format In other words the, the DNA comes with a particular design. And so if the person is mentally ill, in some respect, they are way off of their, that template. They have Something has gone very, very wrong in the way that their architecture of the tower is set up. There's a major disconnect between the kundalini energy and the brain or the mind and the brain because the brain and the mind are not the same thing. The mind is infinite. It's not attached to the physical body. The mind is separate from the brain. And the mind really is a stream of consciousness that connects to God. And you can have a mind that's separate from the body. The brain is physical. The brain is the thing that takes the mind and puts it into chemical, physical stuff, impulses, nerves, blood, uh, uh, vitamins, and things like that, and sends these messages through the nervous systems and whatever to the body to make the body do what the mind tells it to do. So when when this is not all working right, we say the person is mentally ill. So tantra tries, but I don't. I do not advocate that we use tantra as a primary healing modality for someone who's certifiably mentally ill. I believe that it will. I believe that it will work, but I think that. That if you if you're going to do this, you should do it in conjunction with a certified professional healthcare person who has experience dealing with this particular dysfunction, and in conjunction with them, first of all, look at the medicines the person is taking, and try to use alternative um, methods of treating them versus the drugs, and secondly, try to find out what the root energetic cause is of this person's disconnect with reality. If you can discover that, and it's not easy, then you can use the tantra mechanisms to help the person move back toward their original self. Now, I have not done a great deal of research in this regard about the only thing that I have some experience with that could count as as research would be schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. And I have seen some level of improvement, but the number of people that I've dealt with it's less than five over the last twenty years and mm-hmm. they were and, and i and I was reluctant to take them off of the medicines um they put these people on medicines like um uh lithium and um you know prozac and stuff like that these are mind altering drugs that change the brain chemistry dramatically mhm. And, you you know, you open yourself up to lawsuits if you tell somebody, well, stop taking your medicine, even though the medicine may not be helping them. Now, what you want to do in this case, there's a book called Toxic Psychiatry by Peter Bregan. Excellent book written about 17, 18 years ago. Get that book and read it. And it tells you alternate ways of treating these types of disorders. And so then you have something to go to the doctor with and say, I want to try this because this person who wrote the book is an MD who specialized in this. He understands the medicines, at least the way they were back in those days. They've changed from now. And then you go and you say, if maybe, if we can figure out where energetically this person is disconnected, we can work on that and at the same time try to mitigate some of the negative uh, um impact of the medicines because normally the medicines are as much of a problem as the psychosis itself. And oftentimes there is something chemically wrong in the body. The body is not making an amino acid or it's not making a vitamin or it's not able to digest a particular type of food. And this is part of what's causing the person to experience the uh, mental illness. So those are the things that I would do. I would first of all try to determine what is the energetic disconnect of these 12 portals, what is this person really out of balance with, and work on that. The next thing, I would look at Peter Bregan's book, Toxic Psychiatry, and determine what role is the chemical medicine playing in this person's antisocial behavior. Number three, I would try to do all I can to get there using alternative medicine techniques to get this person's health optimally as possible. Between these three things, I think you will see improvement. But I don't have a great deal of experience with all mental illnesses. It's just too difficult to do.
6: Oh, I understand. And I guess its more. I think a lot, like you said, a lot of narcissism and I and personality disorders running rampant. I just, you know, I don't see how your techniques can kill that or improve that.
3: I just oh, I I I, I want to jump in here, y'all. Um, um, what size shoes do you wear, ma'am? To me. Yes, you. What size shoes do you wear?
6: Why are you ask
3: Just answer the old question. Old. You can make up a size. You ain't got to tell the truth. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm gonna show you your point.
6: <laughs> what, what size, size shoes shoe
3: do you, do wear? you wear? What size
6: shoes do you wear? That's the, that's the question women ask the men.
3: Okay. Well, what do you want to answer? What, uh, what color car do you drive?
6: It's silver.
3: Okay, well everybody don't like a silver car, and a silver car ain't for everybody. It's the same thing with tantra. It's just that easy. He's not, Master Yow's not giving at the very beginning of the show. One of the things we stated as is that the elite practice tantra, not the mentally sick. This isn't for the mentally sick. This isn't a um this isn't like bananas is potassium good for everybody. Everybody's not everybody's neuro programming is not ready to handle the energy and power that comes with Tantra. So you are perfectly right in saying, I don't see how this is gonna help so and so and so and so. You are exactly right because this ain't for everybody. I use a shoe example because if you were a size eight, and your your sister comes in and says she need to buy a pair of shoes, and she wears a size six. She can't wear your eights. Period. They may look good. They may go with the dress and all of that. But she gonna look crazy trying to wear your eights and she wears a six, or she may wear a ten and try to put her foot in the eight. She gonna be uncomfortable. Oh, okay, okay, okay.
4: I got it. But let me
6: give me just that. So the whole the the, the purpose of tantra, 'cause because I missed the first part, is to help people get more. um, into balance, you said, energetically, biochemically, hormonally. I mean, I'm not sure.
3: Right. You missed a lot of the first part of the show. Oh, I would I suggest know. that you go know. back.
2: Let, 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 me, let me jump in here a second. You're, you're, this, this is correct. Uh, but I'm not dealing with the entire human being. I'm really oh. focusing on that part of the energetic body dealing with the sexual creative energy. Basically,
6: so I'm not dealing with the
2: entire, when I'm talking about the tower, I'm talking about the part of your auric field, your energy body, and your physical body, your reproductive system that's especially involved in either relationships, reproductive health, or sex. And so when I talk about the tower, I'm talking about that specific part of this apparatus dealing with that aspect of your life and now okay. yes i am saying that we uh, our goal is to achieve you know balance to achieve better operation energetic healing and things like this and in some cases it has shown improvement in people who have you know some degree of what 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 we define as mental illness but uh i it's not put out there as a cure for that that's not the goal of it um and and you know you would need to really set up clinics, a couple of hospitals, a couple of colleges, and really no. get two or three hundred people uh studying certified and doing studies like ten twenty years to to make the connections between how to em, in, uh, how to employ these twelve portals that we talked about specifically for mental illness now. There is some degree of information about this. For instance, if you go to yoga, if you go to acupuncture, if you go to uh, Qigong, if you go to the five organ systems, you will find that there is some information from alternative medicine as to how you can use those portals for certain specific types of uh, you know mental mental problems. are
6: well, the portals, the chakras? Are there something different:
2: No, the portals are not the chakras.
6: Okay. I need the, to listen we, to the
4: beginning
6: of
2: right this. Right. When we talk about portals, we're talking about ways, mechanisms that allow you to change either the function or the architecture of the tower. In other words, we're basically saying you've got this tower, you've got this this energy tower, you've got this, um, this central pillar, this kundalini uh, mechanism in your mm-hmm. body, in your spirit. And we're saying that there are 12 ways that the main tantra systems use to make a change in it. And these 12 things are the brain, the five organ system, yoga, projection, acupuncture, Qigong, the bio bioarchitecture through the rites of passage, the emotional body, the intestines, mantra, and genital reflexology. So we're saying that these mechanisms are used to change the tower. Now, you know. That may ah, be, okay. mm-hmm,
6: that mm-hmm. probably
2: is, also ways way that it could be used to deal with certain types of mental problems. But that's not a research that we've done.
4: Okay. And you would, you, would,
2: you would really need to, you know, partner with some serious medical types and some serious, mm-hmm. you know, academic types who've done a lot of research on that, and then you would have to bring in there some alternative medicine types who who know both systems to be able to see the bridges. I've seen some accidentally, but um, it's not something that I could say, well, yeah, you could do X, Y, and Z. So when
6: these, when people have these terrible sexual addictions, I mean like really serious addictions, they're addicted to porn, they're running through strip clubs every day, you know, they have to have their mag- magazines or their smartphones to pull out during their breaks in the bathroom at work. Would you say that, that that their portals are out of balance, their energy is out of balance, and could you get that back in balance?
2: I believe that yes, that that would fall into something that 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 would work because the the bottom line, the the underpinning under under tantra, in most natural sciences, is that God made you correctly. And he gave you, he instilled inside you a corrective mechanism. In other words, the body itself has the means within it to heal itself. The spirit has within it, the brain has within it the mechanism to heal itself. If we can understand first of all what's what's wrong and secondly how to change it. And so the 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 main premise is we want to go back to what's in the DNA. The main premise is that in the art field, there is a structure that should be there, that's meant to be there, that, that if we, if you take this DNA that you were born with and brought it into the form that it was meant to have, that you will operate the way you should. And what we're saying is that people are not doing that. that, that when they become an adult, the... The, the auric field is not what it was designed to be. The body is not what it's designed to be. This tower, this central pillar, is not what it was meant to be. And we're saying that simply by taking it from where it is and moving yeah. it back in the direction of where it was designed to be, that you achieve benefits. And that's tantra. That's, that's becoming tantra. That's achieving tantra. And that's allowing you to do these things that we say Tantra people can do, which we divide them into three categories, healing, pleasure, spiritual enlightenment. So what we're really saying here is that if you're way out of alignment with your DNA, the more you come into alignment with your DNA, the more pleasure you're capable of. The more you come into alignment with your DNA, the more you will heal yourself automatically. The more you come into alignment with the DNA, the more enlightened and more godlike you will become. And so by talking about the tower, we're talking about the mechanisms and the science of actually accomplishing this. In other words, it's a nice theory. It's a nice theory. How the heck do you actually do it? And that's what this series is about. This series is about explaining how we actually achieve this. How do we actually take this concept that sounds great. Well, Master, yeah, that's a great, great concept. So how (laughs) do little old me, how does Betty, boop, how do I do it? And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about getting getting more and more deeper into these, these 12 portals to understand
3: how you use
2: them to actually do this stuff
3: that we're talking about doing uh, I also want to add she missed a part and yeah you didn't reiterate reiterate it uh, reiterate this but I will discipline see those people that run to the bathroom and those people who do all the things that you name they like discipline to practice Tantra if you don't have discipline then you're not going to advance much uh, much further than the Neanderthal Like I said, the reason that the elite practice Tantra is because the elite have discipline. They don't live out of their lower chakras. So, Uh you know what I'm saying, everybody don't choose McDonald's, and McDonald's don't go out there and run people down and say, eat this burger. So Tantra is, you know, saying, hey, uh, you can enter, but there's a price, and the price is called discipline, consistency, and hard work. So it's easy to look and say those particular people who are uh what I may call quote unquote slaves to the rhythm, see Tantra doesn't have the budget that Hollywood does. Hollywood has a billion dollar per minute budget on mm-hmm. being in your lower self and dealing with your lower chakras. I would tell you to focus on you because you're gonna miss the whole you're gonna you are a, a, a number one candidate to be Lot's wife. If you study in the Bible, when Lot and his wife were leaving Sodom and Gomorrah, God said, "Don't look back." That means He had something in front of them for them to focus on. The people who were behind her were her friends who didn't have discipline. Who d- Sodom and Gomorrah is a is an analogy of old past habits and past well, ways. Now
6: well, you, well, you said a lot of truth. I tell you,
3: I got right. it right. So, so mm-hmm. for you. to to come on out with Yao and Kair and the other lots. We have to ask you as a woman to follow and don't look back. But all the energy that you're giving on what's behind them, they didn't make the call tonight. The universe made you make the call tonight. So if they're on the call, then then they're supposed to be here because everything in the universe is perfect. Tantra will teach you to put your focus on what is tangible for you. Those thousands of people doing what they do, they're, they're totally out of your spectrum. Let God handle them. God got oh, yeah. it. See, Tatra doesn't Did remove I, God I, from the I, equation either. I, so it's not, not for us to, for to worry break. about all that. Proverbs 3 5 says, lean not on your own understanding. That's why we're having this call. That's why we're having this series for those who are ready to take this step to come aboard. But those who I mean, are not ready won't come aboard, and we can love them from afar. You know, you got a drunk uncle that comes to the cookout. He's just embarrassing everybody. You don't take him with you nowhere, but he's still your uncle. Well, those, We're in those same type of situations and scenarios.
2: Can, can I jump in here I- for a second? Marcia, I want to make a point here, uh, getting, getting back to, to your original point. I want to talk about something called brain dendrite patterns. When you talk about people who are addicted to pornography and strippers and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about these 12 portals, the first one we talk about is the brain and the seven parts of the spine. Now, the brain is physical, the mind is not. And so when the mind is doing something, teaching the brain to do something, it develops circuits and patterns. So when, when a young baby, a, a, a four-year-old, first learns how to tie his shoes, it has to use the active awake mind, not the brain, not the subconscious mind. It's using its awake mind to do it. So if you look at a child the first time it ties its shoes, it has to figure out each step separately. And it takes them a while, and it doesn't come out so well. Each ch- time that the child's mind tries to tie its shoes, it also does two things. It begins to create a program, a circuitry program in the subconscious mind for tying shoes. And also it creates something in the brain called a dendrite pattern, which is the, is the sequence in which the neurons fire in order to achieve this. After the child ties its shoes a hundred times, it's created a brain dendrite pattern for tying shoes. So, what does the child do? The child's awake mind starts the process saying, I want to tie shoes. Then the subconscious mind takes over and it executes the program. You don't even think about it anymore. You simply tie your shoes. It's become a subconscious habit out of repetition. And mm-hmm. then the next thing that happens is you develop brain dendrite patterns. In other words, the brain remembers what this subconscious program is involved with, and it automatically fires those tens of thousands of dendrites, neurons, in sequence in order to carry this out. It's the same thing with sex. It's the same thing with your weight. It's the same thing with your heartbeat. It's the same thing with walking, riding a bicycle, uh, working on your computer. You have developed thousands of dendrite patterns for doing things. So when people... Are not satisfied but, but, with something and in their, like their
6: physical life. Physical patterns. These are like physical things. These are physical things. Like physical These are things like almost like,
2: like Exactly. Yeah. These are physical mm-hmm. things that are like little, uh, uh, um, like uh, uh, it's hard to describe. It's like a web that's there. That's a p- yeah. electrical potential for a circuit to flow over. These are brain okay. dendrite patterns. Now,
4: when when
2: we have something going on in the person's brain where they they are not their appetites are not fulfilled sexually, and they have been trying to get their appetites filled, and they cannot establish successful brain dendrite patterns for sex or for relationships or for something having to do with the sexual energy, if by chance they stumble on something that does give them satisfaction going to a strip club, watching pornography, and this is something that's giving them satisfaction where other things that they've tried could not establish a brain dendrite pattern. The brain puts energy into the dendrite pattern that's successful in the way that they consider it to be successful. So if they believe their their only success is going to the strip club, they will develop a brain dendrite pattern for that. And then whenever they think about certain things, certain stimulations, the brain wants to take it along that pattern, like a wheel running on a rut in the road. And you can disrupt these brain dendrite patterns and help people to get out of that. So when we talk about that particular portal, In one of the future classes, when we talk about brain dendrite patterns, when we talk about brain chemistry, when we talk about brain freedom and the relationship between the brain and the mind, we will further answer your question as to what can be done about these people because you will see that something can be done. But the best thing for you to do is what Kaya is saying. The best thing for you to do is to raise your vibration so high, your vibration so high, that when oh, they come in contact They
6: can kill you, me, I'll never get them off
2: <laughs> When your, your vibration's so high That when they come in contact with you It mm-hmm. shatters that brain dendrite pattern And they want to develop a new one Because of your vibration
6: Oh, I see They want not just be coming Vampires
3: Right, Vampire. you have to look at But see, this is the thing, you attract what you are so you have to see where's your vampire in you that you that I'm you're attracting a, these vampires. I, I gotta ask. No, 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 them, no, no, how did
2: you how true. did you get vampires? How did you get vampires from, vampire from, get vampires from what people. I said? How did you? wait, that? Stop, let's stop. How did Marcia? How did you get vampires from what I just said? No, I'm just saying, you're
6: saying people will be attracted, like, you know, because I have very high positive energy sometimes, and I know, because sometimes when someone says, oh, you came in, it's like a Christmas tree came in, you know, you're just lit up from place. So, you know, I notice that sometimes um, they, I will attract uh, people with depleted energy. They'll, they'll actually even try to physically touch me or interact with me on some level. Do you know what I'm saying? People I don't even know. And I know that they're trying to take – some of my energy. No, no, that's,
2: that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that when you raise your energy up high, your vibration mm-hmm. up high, by becoming closer to your original vibration, then it tends to make people come out of dysfunctional patterns. So it's okay. just the opposite thing will happen. They won't you won't you won't be putting them into a vampire spirit. You'll be pulling them out of that. Because your oh. vibration is high, you because your vibration is high, their vibration has to try to match it.
1: Now, are you going
6: to be doing classes? I'm not sure. I missed the first part again. Um, a series. is it going to what, be what online. City do you,
2: what, city do you, what city do you live in?
6: I'm in California, so. Yes, what city? What city? Well, I'm up in Sacramento right now.
2: We're we're having classes in L.A. Uh, we're not we're going to be having classes there in August, but we're having a workshop there, a meet and greet open house in uh, uh, July seventh down in uh, Orange County outside of L.A. That's the closest I'm going to be to Sacramento this year, I believe. Oh,
6: Republicanville, okay. <laughs> Tea Partyville, um, okay. Well, um, and so this information that you're going to have at your website. On your do you have a it's
2: website? It's not on or? my. It's not on my website, but we, you know, we have information on the Facebook pages from time to time, and there's postings and things like that. Uh, I would say we'd start off with the book Awakening the Master Feminine, and move oh, from I'll there. Oh, i do
6: that.
2: And that's MasterYow.com. dot com. W do people- W com and the book okay. is Awakening the Master Feminine. Okay. And that will get you started. And I mean, that's nothing. Even if you can't come to the to, to the live events, that's nothing to stop you from starting a book club with six women, six men, or however, and talking about this and we can, I can do conference calls or you can listen to Kaya's different programs or you can listen to this program every Thursday night. It's the. I, I advise to surround yourself with like-minded people. As Kaya says, I'm not so worried about the vampires out here. I'm not worried about the people in Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm not worried about Babylon 101. You find some people who are trying to move uh, into a better place and surround yourself with them. And tell, let them read your book, discuss the book with them, listen to the programs together. And I can tell you that if you get six or ten or fifteen people together and you all have the intention of improving the situation, you will attract to you a, an environment where you will actually do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate Thank it. you.
1: Okay.
3: Thank you, Marsha. California in the building.
1: Ha, 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 ha.
3: I love callers like Marsha because she really brings the energy and the, like, authenticity. That's why we call it original native radio, y'all. This is, you know, you you can't get this on no uh, on no uh, Clear One channel or nothing like that. You can only get that here. So uh, for those of you who, um, and this thought just came to me, this is how Tantra works. It also opens up your psychic abilities. Y'all haven't got to that particular chapter yet, but I'm very receptive to what Spirit says, you know, suggestions that Spirit makes. I like to look at them as instructions. Some people look at them as suggestions. I know they're for my greater good. So I'm going to talk to y'all offline about making these shows available on his website. You can come to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Kair and look back right through the archives. You can go over to originalnativeradio.com and look through the archives. But even for my Tuesday night show, I have all those shows on one page. Like if you want to hear about Dr. Nardi and Symptometry, all 15 shows are on one page. I've done thousands of shows over the past three years, but I have those shows right there. So in the moving forward, hopefully we'll be able to talk to Master Yow's, uh Web Design Fairy, and be able to have a page where you can come and listen to the archives very easily. Because we like to make websites like shopping malls. Once we get you in, we don't want you to leave. So once you're over there looking at the um, looking at the tower and looking at the books, you should just be able to have one more click and then say ta-da! Here's the here's those those recordings. This is the second show on Thursday night. We will be going every Thursday at 8 o'clock, but it's actually the third show because y'all came on the show last month and just dropped bombs and just cleared the whole place out. And, y'all, I bet you don't even remember how we ended that show and we told people we were going to come back with a certain topic and subject. Do you remember what that was? No.
2: <laughs>
3: okay, well, I don't know. I I don't know, I'm I'm a little scared to, to say it right now. I don't know. Um no I'm not scared. I'm 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 just joking. No, we were gonna <laughs> the discussion got so hot and heavy that people started asking about homosexuality and same sex relationships and tantra.
2: Well, that, that should be I think the topic of an entire hour. It's very complicated and it's a very interesting um uh, subject. And, and you know, in the Facebook pages and in my practice, you know, uh, with, with life coaching, you know, I, I sort of like, you know, didn't really attract many people from that community. Not by design, they just, you know, they just didn't gravitate toward me. Um, and I would say around 2004, 2005, that started to change. And so at first, I started trying to use the same methodologies that I used for, you know, straight people on gay and bisexual people. And, and I found that it was, you know, was partially successful, but there was a part missing. And I really started to be present with them, which I can tell you, Kaya, that was a challenge for me, for me to really be present, authentic with a with, you know, with my first bisexual man, Required a lot from me Because to be present with somebody You can't have judgments You can't have preconditions you just got to say Okay, I'm there with you I'm feeling you I'm with you I'm there I'm trying to feel what you're going through And I'm like, you know I've never really had those kind of feelings So then trying to feel that Trying to understand that Required me to really let go of myself And really immerse myself into that lifestyle and that was difficult, but I did that. And out of that, you know, I learned a lot, and I, I had to ask a lot of, you know, probably stupid questions, but I asked them, and I asked them of my clients. And then, you know, from, from those therapy sessions that I've done, you know, I came up with a lot of good information about how to move forward. So I think that that would be a very, very interesting show. I think a lot of what I would say is going to surprise both hertosexual and homosexual and bisexual people. Mm. Um, because what I'm, I'm, I'm coming from an energy perspective. I'm not really concerned about the moral. I mean, if, if, if people ask me point blank, I believe, you know, that homosexual lifestyle is not natural. However, if that's what you choose, that's what you choose. So, I don't believe criminals are natural if you are a thief, I don't consider that to be a natural lifestyle, but thieves may he made a choice to be a thief. I don't believe that poverty is a natural lifestyle, but there's a lot of poor people so do i can I pass judgment on them? Can I say what well, you are poor because you're not godlike no you really can't do that. So, I mean, when I look at this, I'm looking at it from an energy perspective. I'm looking at it from a DNA perspective. And so I'm saying, you know, well, if you are a homosexual woman, if you're a lesbian, how does this match up with your DNA? And I think, you know, it's, it's really going to make people look at it in a certain type of way. So a person who says, well, this is how I feel now, well, let's say that my judgment is that is a counterfeit personality issue, but that does not mean that you you have to tell that person, well, you can't be lesbian. That's ridiculous. You say, well, this is a counterfeit personality issue. It's stopping your energy at the soma persona level, and here is what you have to do to reestablish flow. So you're still a lesbian. But there's some information that you now have about your persona structure that may surprise you. So I didn't tell you not to be a lesbian, but I'm saying you've got to change some things that you're doing in your life so that your energy and flow is reestablished or so you're going to get cancer or something. It's the same thing if a person has high blood pressure. I don't go to a person with high blood pressure and say, you know, you've got high blood pressure, you need to just kill yourself <laughs> and stop having sex you go to the person and say high blood pressure and say, well, what is happening to your energy flow and why, how are you out of alignment with your DNA so that you're having these health issues? So you've got to say, this is how you're out of alignment with your DNA and therefore this is what's causing, this is what the high blood pressure is doing and this is what you've got to do to correct the energy imbalance. And so when we when we look at it like that, I mean, people get hot under the collar and they they complain about some of the stuff, but it puts it into a whole other perspective. So I'm not saying, well, okay, you um, you know, you're getting pleasure from home. You're a man and you're getting pleasure from another man penetrating you. So what is happening here? Basically, you are trying to turn your prostate gland into a uterus. That's basically what you've told your DNA to do, and so now when 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 you when your prostate is stimulated, then you get pleasure and you can have orgasms that way and if you If you keep doing that long enough, then you're going to diminish your ability to have orgasms the other way so when you start dealing with these subjects a lot of stuff comes up that you don't think about. In other words, it's like, okay, so you could look at a regular woman who's not homosexual and say, she's got the same issue. She doesn't want to be vaginally stimulated. She'd rather have oral sex. So all she does is have oral sex because that's how she has an orgasm. So do you say to her, well, okay, you know, you need to stop having sex? No. You just say to her, Here's what it's doing to your energy flow. Here's how it's out of alignment with your DNA. And here's what you can do to get more in alignment. And so, I mean, if if you put it in those types of, go ahead.
3: I just wanted to add, I don't know, you you haven't been introduced to symptometry yet, but symptometry is, and and, and what you're doing, though, is is really kind of explaining symptometry, root cause therapeutics. And I just want to just put this in as a plus, I mean, as adding, adding on to what y'all says. There is a ruling class in your body, and their names is not Republican and Democrat. It's CELLS, C-E-L-L-S. There's 75 million of them. They are the most obedient things in the universe. When you try to go against them, you hear from them. When you hear from them, the doctors call it disease. When the doctor says you got a disease or you got a problem, all it is is your cells talking back to you. So Yao is saying, and from, from, from my interpretation is, when you send a signal to your prostrate and say, I want you to operate as a uterus, you will hear from your cells. Because your prostrate cells are going to say, Ho, oh, I'm programmed to operate like a prostrate. Now, due to the fact of whatever reasoning that you want to do, now you want me to act like a uterus, I'm not programmed like that. And that's a really a lot, a big reason for a lot of the diseases and um, body abnormalities that we have in these same-sex relationships because we are, at the core of, we say, well, in our heads, we say, I can do what I want to do. God gave me free will. But on a cellular level, we are disrespecting ourselves and what their function is. Like it's like me coming up to the fry guy at McDonald's and being mad at him because he didn't go outside and clean my windshield or check my tires. He's on fries. That's not his responsibility to go out there and check my tires. I got to go to Jiffy Lube if I want my tires checked and my oil changed. So asking other organs to do things that they are not dynamically and DNA programmed to do, you are trying to go against your ruling class, and the ruling (laughs) class is your 75 million cells, and and that's why I'm looking at this tantra tower that Yao is explaining so masterfully is he's really saying let me line back up with your cells. 'Cause Doctor Nardi has over twenty years of experience that says once you line up with your sales, they will unlock what is your true destiny. Everything that you're desiring is not outside of you, it's inside of you. And your sales will not let you have it until you deserve it or until you earn it. And Yao with these methodologies is showing us how we activate, how we activate and qualify for ourselves to give us these rewards.
2: Ta-da, I want to I, I make one point, and that is that I think we do, and I'm not talking about what you're saying, Kaira, I'm talking about what I said. I want to make it clear that we do more harm than good if we penalize people who have sexual orientations and they're doing something that's not in alignment with their DNA more than we penalize someone who's heterosexual, who's doing the same thing. In other words, if a man is eating, you know, the wrong types of foods and he's doing other practices, he's a, he's a straight man, he's not a gay man, but he's still doing stuff to mess up his prostate and he's still eating, the, you know, the fried pork chops every day That's in the grease has not been changed and he's still, you know, drinking sodas every day and he's still, you know, not exercising and whatever, and he's, he's turning his prostate, he's not turning it into a uterus, but he's not, it's not a prostate either anymore because he's not, he's not dealing with it right. I think we have to be careful that we don't put stigmatisms on people uh, because of their sexual orientation. In other words, I'm going to tell you, I don't care if you're straight, gay, bisexual, or you, you're, you're evolved into a light being. I'm going to tell you what I think is the truth based on this whole DNA pattern, and you can do it what you want. But what I don't do is I don't say that because you have a sexual profile that is bisexual, that you are somehow or another worse than a straight person who does something similar. So I don't want to put stigmatisms on people, and I don't want to say that this particular disorder is exceptionally bad because it has to do with sexual preference, I think that you know that that these people um people who consider themselves obese, you know, I'm very careful not to put extra stigma on them because they already are punishing themselves for being obese. They're already every day, you know, they look in the mirror, they see people, they're walking around, they're trying to hide it. They're already punished enough, so I'm not trying to punish them anymore. Uh, A person who is bisexual, most of them are in torment. They're tormented uh, internally, you know, by this this dichotomy that they're living, this this whatever. So I don't try to punish them anymore. Um, And so, you know, if we do a show on this, and I think maybe we should, I think people are going to be surprised at a lot of things because all of us, including myself, I am not completely in alignment with my DNA. Every day, I make decisions that are not in alignment with my DNA. I stay up too late. I eat. I, I eat stuff. No, I'm serious. I eat no, stuff no, that I me too. Me too. Me too. I don't exercise when I'm supposed to exercise. Sometimes I make sex too long because I want to make sure the woman's pleased and I'm like, I should be in bed now. You know, I stay on my computer on Facebook too much. So, you know, I'm doing stuff. I I know that something's wrong with me, but I don't really take the time to fully diagnose it and treat it. So everybody is not doing everything to get back to their DNA. I mean, I'm not 100% devoted to every day trying to be 100% what my dna requires so you know and because i'm not a hundred percent return to my original self that nobody is well i won't say nobody there's a few people out here that's pretty evolved from what i hear but i just think that uh you know i don't want to start getting into this thing where okay I'm 90% back to my DNA, damn it, and you're only 40%, so you're a scum, you know. So. Oh,
3: oh, no, yeah, yeah, definitely here at Original Native Radio, you don't even, I mean, that goes without saying, you know what I'm saying, that we practice, you know, Jill Pukrum has been on the show before, and we, and I tell people all the time, and she, a, a practicing vegetarian over 30 years who had cancer, she says it wasn't the meat that caused the cancer it was the judgment and criticism Judge, she said judgment and criticism causes cancer that means looking in the mirror and not being happy with yourself looking at someone and saying they have a different sexual orientation as yourself and judging or criticizing them is against your primal cellular nature if we can cut out uh, uh, criticism and judgment and a little bit of jealousy We'll, do, we'll put some of the funeral homes out of business, but a lot of the people who are having these particular hang-ups is coming strictly from criticism and judgment of others because that's what we do in the West. But that's not what we do here at Original Native Radio. For all of you taking notes, please turn to the top of your page and write in big, bold letters, ONLY LOVE ALLOWED. Let me spell that for you: O N L Y, L O V E, A L L O W E D. Why? Because it's Caillou's show. My name is Caillou Love, and that same brother that, um, that Master Yah was talking about, who brought the Oracles of Tahuti forward, wrote um, right on the, the four men. It. He wrote a book called African Guide to Spiritual Union. And when you open it up, before you even get to the table of contents, it says, Love is giving, seeking nothing in return. That is the number one rule on which this telecast is brought to you. We build everything on love here. So that's why I run the switchboard. I run the mute button. Somebody comes on here trying to criticize or judge somebody. We don't do that. Y'all is giving straight scientific observation. And we love you anyway. You don't have to take it because we know people are stiff-necked and hard-headed. They always have been for hundreds and thousands of years. That's why this will resonate with the truth-seekers. This will resonate with the with the worker bees. It's not going to resonate with the lazy. It's not going to resonate with those people who love whining and complaining. It's not. And that's cool with us because we're not begging anybody. But we're doing, like, like y'all says, He's doing this show 'cause he can't sit on it no more. It's driving all of us crazy. Some of us need the answers and he gotta teach. That's the bottom line. You know, and it's time for these for these teachings to come forth. So we encourage everyone, when workshops are held, they're held for your benefit. Go look in the mirror and say when y'all holds a workshop it's for my benefit. Y'all can go do a lot of other things and make money, but y'all's having these things for the benefits of uplift, uplifting humanity. When Kaya has a workshop, it's for your benefit to be there.
2: Kaya, tell these people: don't wait till the last minute to pay their money to attend these workshops.
3: Would don't wait till. Please don't be, <laughs> be Europeanized Christians. That's why, and, and, and and I'm not. A, um, I don't sugarcoat it. I'm a straight-talk type of guy, but two years ago, I'm, I'm going to run right into what y'all said. Two years ago, everybody in mama was talking about 2012. Last year, everybody was talking about December 2012. Now it's six months from December 2012, and nobody's saying a damn thing. People are going to wait right up until November and say, what should I do? Wait right to the last minute. Let me get my ticket. Well, you know what happens when you try to buy a flight to Miami during Memorial Day weekend, and you try to buy it that Thursday before the weekend? The prices are sky high. And you what? You can't afford it. Energetically, you can't afford it. Please don't wait to the last minute to try to get these teachings. Why? Because you, this is an elephant that y'all is bringing, and you have to eat it one bite at a time. You don't like elephants? What about grapes? Everybody likes grapes I don't eat them anymore because they're not good for me in But when I did eat grapes I only ate them one bite at a time Try to stuff 20 grapes in your mouth And start swallowing and chewing This tantra will choke you out People This is the cheesecake of teachings This ain't no happy meal This is the cheesecake I've been studying 11 plus years With one of the highest end masters on the planet Sanyata Saraswati And he ain't even gave me everything yet and I'm still taking my time. So please, 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 if you're at my level or beyond or not quite at my level, don't wait till the last minute. Go to Facebook, type in Master Yal Morris is the guy with the red sweater on, and bug the shit out of him and say, when are you going to be at my place so I can buy my ticket right now? You ain't going to be here for six months? How much is it? Do I get a discount for buying early? Let me get four tickets. Go Every ahead and Tuesday. get in line now, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead and get in line, ladies. I mean, because it's gonna be like the um, that Friday after Thanksgiving when people are getting trampled at the door, and I'm not being security. I'm gonna just be out of the way.
2: Every ten days when we do these workshops, we increase the price. So the price starts out really, really reasonable, and then what happens is, you know, ten ten days before it goes up ten dollars, and ten days before that it goes up ten more. So if you wait till the week before the event to pay, you're going to pay $20 more for the, for the, you know, for the, for the one-day social meet and greet things. So the sooner you buy the ticket, the better. Also, the more people that pay uh, the, the faster, it allows us to make a better event for you. We want to really do a lot of extra stuff and plan a lot of special stuff in there. And the more we know in advance who's coming, how many, whatever, the more we can plan to have different people that you didn't expect, put extra stuff in there. We put the acupuncture person, the reflex, have a massage table set up so you can get a massage there, have different types of food there, be able to ask you, are you vegetarian? Do you want special food for us to bring? So I want to get everybody to, when they're, if they're coming to Newark or to Atlanta or to California, Sign up right away, and it's it's not that expensive uh, at the level of the meet and greet. Once you get the classes, it's a little more expensive, but still, sign up right away. Pay your money. Then we can give you the best possible service.
3: Yao, can you please um, tell them the website again because we only got about a minute and a half. Can you give them the website and give them the dates of where you're going to be and how they can purchase
2: the dot com now, the, to, to actually go to the events, the, the events are posted not on the website but on eventbrite.com. So, now, you want to go to, we're going to be in um, Newark, New Jersey, June 30th. That's a Saturday. We're going to be in um, L.A., California. Actually, it's in Orange County, July 7th. That's a Saturday. We're going to be in at Atlanta, July 14th, that's a Saturday. And each of these has a different link into the Eventbrite site where you register and get information about it. So you want to go on my Facebook wall. That's Yao Morris or Master Yao Morris. You want to go on my Facebook wall and you want to look at the links. It has a link there. You may have to scroll down a ways, but they have a link for the California event has a link, has an Eventbrite link for the Newark event. Has an Eventbrite link for the Atlanta event. And we're trying to get stuff hooked up in Detroit and a few other cities, and uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, and, and there's going to be one in Baltimore soon. So, you know, if you if you keep going to that page, you will see the Eventbrite links for all of these events, and that you get all the information that way. The book, uh, Awakening the Master Feminine, that's MasterYao.com. Um and you I believe, um yeah, that's correct. And so I think I think we covered everything, didn't
3: we? Uh well, as much as we can, because the show's getting ready to end. We definitely thank all of you for coming out. Make sure you join us next week at eight o'clock, everybody. See y'all next week at eight. This is Coach Kyer. Also Tuesdays is symptometry night, same channel, same dial in number. Get your health right on Tuesdays, get your tantra right on Thursdays. See you next week. Peace. It's Thank awesome
1: you. baby!